dialed in to Box and Brews, you might hear something you can use. Like tips on your cash or tips on the suds. You're going to want to use the smarts of these studs. Because they know the brews. And they know the box. And they know they can't help the stubborn fucks. So listen up, because shit's not funny. And save yourself some beer money. Bucks. And brews. Bucks and brews. And brews. Bucks and brews. Welcome back to Bucks and Brews. So, Nick, it's been 15 minutes <laughs> in real time, but a week for everybody else. Yeah. Um, hit us with your new open. So, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we're excited about today's episode. If you could like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your family. This is going to be a really fun one for us. Yeah. Uh, I say timeshares is something that's near and dear to all of our hearts. <laughs> um, David, what are you drinking? So, tonight, I am drinking something new for me. A Lining Kugel's Juicy Pear. Refreshing and tart with natural peach flavor. Um, you did not enjoy this. I did not. I like this. This is way better than the Bush Light Pear because it's Bush not as peach. It's not as, yeah, sorry. Yeah. It's not as peachy yeah. as the Bush Light, but it has no Bush Lightiness. Say, dude, a Bush Latte, don't, don't judge. So <laughs> speaking of Bush Latte, uh, I went with uh, Anheuser-Busch uh, Bud Light because it's the tried, the true, always the blue. And uh, I just enjoy Bud Light. Uh, say, today we're going to be talking about timeshares. We are. Uh, we have a special guest. We do. I say an expert in this yes. whole entire field. Um, we, we're going to talk about the goods, the bads, all of the fun. Uh, I say, Mr. Brian, thank you so much for joining us. Tell us what you're drinking. Uh, thanks very much for having me, guys. Uh, actually, since it's uh, late in the day for me for this, uh, I'm actually drinking a bang. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of that. It's... One of the yeah. more ridiculous, one of the more ridiculous energy drinks that my wife has found for me, uh, and <laughs> something like eight thousand milligrams of caffeine in it. And so, yeah. in order to to survive late into the evening uh, with with small children, uh, this is this uh, a regular for me. So it's even in an absolutely massive mug here. For uh, <laughs> it's uh, the only thing I can get to fit that giant can in there. So that's what I'm drinking this evening. That's great, Excellent. man. Um, thank you, thank you for joining us. So um if you wouldn't mind give us a little bit of history about you and and how you fell in love with this whole timeshare stuff uh for me my father actually started the very first timeshare website on the internet back in the early 1990s uh i was actually older than almost all other websites that is i don't know if any of you guys remember uh back in the 1990s but uh, websites like google didn't even exist in in 1991 92 uh, and basically he and, and a group of other timeshare owners started getting together on a system called Prodigy, uh, for anyone who's, who's that old, uh, I am that talking old. on uh, starting, yeah, me, I, I am not that old. So that was I am that old. pre predated my internet days. At least I was alive, but, uh, certainly wasn't active on, on things like that, but, uh, that morphed into an actual website, uh, in the early 1990s uh, and, and has continued on for the past 30 years, basically as, uh, you know, the largest source of consumer information for timeshare owners out there. Uh, hundreds of thousands of owners have, have come across Tug in, in their entire lifetime. Uh, unfortunately, it's it's really the, you know, for lack of a better term, the only place out there where people get the truth of, about timeshares versus uh, the marketing and the sales pitches and uh, the misleading things that have caused this industry to have such a black eye throughout its entire existence. Uh, you know, timeshares haven't been, uh, had the best sort of, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, certainly not highly thought of. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Uh, you know, generally you say, hey, I bought a timeshare and people kind of look at you funny uh, or yeah. you know, feel pity on you or, or mock you and things like that. Uh, and it's because of the way they've been sold. And the, the product is, you know, when you're kind of 
kind of treated like a used car salesman as a timeshare salesman. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not so much the product itself. It's the problem with how it's sold and how it's misled. And, uh, you know, what the person thinks they're being sold is not what they're buying. Uh, is, 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 for lack of a better term, the, the best way to sum up a timeshare. Even today, uh, it hasn't changed in, in 40 years. Uh, you know, and people do find our website. Uh, unfortunately, it's usually too late because, uh, as many of you know, the industry only allows a very, very short time for someone to legally get out of a timeshare. It's usually measured in days, uh, with the average being about a week to, to cancel. And, you know, it's, it's done deliberately uh, because, you know, they don't want people to do the research before they get off vacation. You know, your goal was to to sip and my ties by the pool and enjoying this experience. And this is what you want to buy for your family. And, uh, you know, hey, sign up once in a lifetime deal. You'll never regret it. You can have these vacations now for the rest of your life. Uh, and then by the time they get home and realize, hey, that's that's not exactly what I bought. Uh, it's it's too late to cancel. And thus the the downward spiral of of the average timeshare purchase, uh, even today, that's that that sums it up in a nutshell, for, for lack of a better term. Uh, so the Tug website exists uh, to, to essentially provide owners the ability to find that information out either before you buy or before you know, it's too late for you to cancel so that you're able to rescind uh, and discover that you can buy that exact same product on the resale market from an existing owner for pennies on the dollar, if not even free uh, in most cases. And usually when I tell someone that uh, they could buy a, a timeshare for free on, on our side or eBay or, or anything like that, I'm, I'm looked at like I have a third eye on my forehead. Uh, and thus, uh, uh, you know, people, that can't be the same thing, or you're running a scam or something like that. And it's, it's truly one of the most amazing dynamics and anything I've ever encountered in my life. Uh, I took over the, the business from my father in, in 2015 or so. Uh, so I've been doing it do, uh, for, for or excuse me, 2005. I'm sorry. Uh, I've been doing it for almost 20 years now. Uh, and uh, I'm very, very happy to, to take over what my father started and, and provide uh, a website where owners can go to get help and advice uh, and then the real information about timeshares and not something that a salesperson has, has drummed up to, you know, to sell them something. Great. Um, so because you brought it up, you only have a little bit of time to, to get out of it. Yes. Now, is- some of the timeshares I've sat through, uh, you know, they want a pretty good amount down. So if I cancel, how long does it take to get my money back? It's a great question. Uh, you know, and, and when you rescind, uh, you know, obviously you have between three and 15 days. I don't know any that are outside that range. Florida, for example, is 10 days. And it's based on the state you bought in, not the state you live in and not the state. Uh, it's where you bought the timeshare. So if you're in Vegas, Vegas law applies. If you bought in Orlando, Florida law applies. Uh, but it's always in the contract you signed. It spells it out in great detail, the exact way you rescind, as well as the time you have. Unfortunately, that contract's by design tens of pages of legalese that no one reads you know you just salesman hey sign this we'll take care of everything and they usually finance this with a down payment or so on and so forth uh legally they're there's they don't have to inform you of your cancellation has been processed you just get a refund within 30 or 45 days uh and and in most cases we've never heard of uh in the United States anyway, it's certainly not unheard of, but it's very rare that they will cancel, they will not honor a rescission if you legally follow the instructions. Where it really comes into play is if you don't follow the directions, meaning you don't go with what's on the sales contract. Most people will call their salesman because they got a card. The guy says, hey, call me anytime, no problem. And the salesman are like, sure, sure, yeah, yeah, I'll process your cancellation. Well, calling and talking to the salesman, he's just, that guy never called me. You know, he doesn't want to give up his commission. Uh, So if you don't follow the rules directly, now you're in a he said, she said situation. Uh, where, you know, the salesman might not even work there anymore. And he never, he's certainly not going to walk up and do your, do your cancellation for you and, and, you know, take money out of his own pocket. So 
Uh, it's, it's extremely important to, to follow the directions uh, and the rescission. Uh, it's something that's backed by every state's real estate law. So it's not like it's, uh, you know, something that they can just choose not to do. Uh, really the only, you know, catch you have there is not following the directions. If it says you need to mail it to this address, mail it to that address. Uh, retain proof. And, it, and it's more, it's important that it doesn't have to arrive in that three to 15 days. It just has to be sent, meaning you have to exercise your right to cancel within the time allotted. It doesn't matter when they get it and they can take up to 30 to 45 days to, to refund your money, but you were due back everything you've paid uh, as well as the cancel would be null and void. I say that's good. Um, and it's good to hear that people are actually getting their money back. It might take a little bit of time, but they're getting it back. It, it is, yes, uh, that, you know, these these are very, very large corporations. You're talking Marriott's and Wyndham's and, and Hilton's and so on and so forth. So the, really the only situation you run into when something like that happens is with Mexican timeshares. Uh, it's really just kind of the wild, wild west down there. And there's not really, while there is a, a governmental agency that uh, oversees timeshare sales and stuff like that, uh, you know, it's the, the salespeople down there are just ruthless. You know, they're, they're, you know, yeah, they are. they're, they're getting huge uh, amounts of commissions off these things. And, uh, you know, they'll lie to your face uh, and, and not even, you know, not even break a sweat doing it. So uh, and in situations like that, where you've, you know, it's, it's very, very common. We hear all the time is, Hey, I went back the next day to, to cancel. And they said, I couldn't cancel. Or they told me, yeah, no problem, but here, you know, I'm, I'm home a month later. Here's my bill. Uh, you know, and, and stuff like that, if, if you have actually gone through the process of canceling, and we always urge people to retain proof, uh, at that point, you, you fall into a dispute category with your credit card, you know, file the dispute, cancel the card, uh, you know, ex express that, hey, I follow the directions I went to cancel, uh, you know, they're hoping that you just suck it up, you know, they're hoping that you don't fight it, that you just pay. Uh, and, you know, that's, that's not something unique to Mexico that happens uh, in a separate part of the, 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 the timeshare industry that, that we'll get to later. Uh, but but it's always important that to, to retain proof of what you you said because uh, or proof of what you did because uh, when it comes down to a he said she said situation you know it, it, if it ever got to court uh, or if it ever got to a situation where you're in a dispute with your credit card unfortunately hey I called this guy John Bjogimbob uh, and I I talked to him on the phone he said it was fine that just doesn't hold water you know you have to have uh, a piece of paper you have to have you know a return receipt that you mailed it in uh, these things that provide proof that you did exercise your cancellation. Uh, and, and at that point, you know, you can have the power of, you know, the, your own credit card, especially if you use an American Express or stuff like that, where the dispute process works in your favor uh, versus the, the other side's favor. And, and, uh, but it's, it's, it's absolutely extremely important to, to follow the details to the letter in the contract. Uh, and, and that way you protect yourself uh, should anything arise. But it's, it's relatively rare, especially in the United States, for any issues to arise in a cancellation, uh, provided you follow the directions to do that. Perfect. One of the questions I have doing research is why do they make it so hard to get out of a contract? I mean, I have a piece of real estate. I go and sell my real estate. No big deal. Um, if I die, it goes, you know, to probate. If I have a timeshare and I die, that's basically forced on my heirs. Next of kin. That's actually one of the most common misconceptions in the timeshare industry. And the only okay. people that are spreading that are scammers, for lack of a better term, exit company scams. Okay. Uh, because it's a very effective way to scare you into using a company that's trying to help you out, you know, for lack of a better term. If, if I'm trying to sell you a product for 5,000 bucks that will help you get out of your timeshare that you aren't able to get out of, it's very, very effective for me to say, hey, man, you don't want your kids stuck with this. You don't want to leave this burden to your children. And the fact of the matter is, is, is you don't. Uh, you leave it to your estate 
which is a completely separate situation, and the estate is responsible for that timeshare. However, it's not an asset. In most cases, it's worth next to nothing, uh, as most timeshares are when, when you talk about the resale market. And in all situations, the estate, unless the children are actually on the ownership, just like I, I use this example all the time, you guys own a house. Mm-hmm. If your children aren't on the deed of that house, the moment you die, your kids don't own that house. It, it just doesn't happen. It okay. may eventually belong to them. It still has to go through probate. There's many signatures required. The same thing with the timeshare. Your children don't become the owners of that timeshare the moment you die. Uh, now, it's very, very common that a timeshare will continue to send the bills to your children. And it's very, very common that children, uh, their parents are in the hospital or uh, have signed power of attorney or for whatever reason have taken over uh, the, the, the bills or the responsibilities uh, for the parent or the parent has died and, and the kids just don't know any better, will continue to pay the bills. Uh, and, and that's very, very common, especially when you're trying to sort out uh, a, a very, very uh, expensive estate, estate, large estate, a large closing or something in multiple locations. And, and the, the kids really didn't have any idea. Oh my God, he owned a timeshare in Hawaii. I have no idea. Uh, and in those situations, the children will continue to pay the bills for years, uh, not knowing what they need to do. And are always our first suggestion, especially if it's uh, a, a U.S.-based timeshare, which the majority of them are, and I'm sure most of your listeners are, are focused on that, is to contact the resort as, you know, obviously the power of attorney doesn't apply if the, the, the parent is dead, but the executor of the state uh, or whoever is handling the, the estate itself, contact the resort and inform them that the deed owner is dead, meaning to, to hey, he's no longer alive. You can keep coming after me if you want to, uh, you know, that it should trigger the process in most situations to surrender that deed back. Again, assuming your children don't want it, that's, and most of them don't, but uh, that is the number one question. Do the children even want the timeshare? Mm-hmm. Uh, and if not, if the deed owner is dead, the last deed owner doesn't automatically transfer to the, the children. That's, that's 100% false. Uh, I'm sure if you guys are referencing the John Oliver episode that was super popular, uh, I was interviewed personally for that episode uh, numerous times. And it was, that was the biggest argument I had with the producers on that show is uh, I didn't sign off on that. Uh, you know, again, they interviewed a bunch of exit companies. They interviewed a bunch of quote unquote lawyers uh, and, you know, in technicality wise, and they didn't feel comfortable making the claim that I'm making on the show, even though it was parody, they didn't want to get sued. Uh, you know, it, it, it is, you know, when it comes down to common sense, even an asset does not automatically transfer to the children. You know, the signatures required probate process, all of that is required, and that's something they want. Uh, now, if there was a loan on the timeshare, a loan balance, that would be fulfilled by the estate. Absolutely. However, mm-hmm. there is no situation where if the estate is worthless, and the only thing in it, there's not money in the estate, the kids aren't obligated to pay, just like with a credit card. The kids don't have to pay a $30,000 credit card debt that their parents died. It sits in the estate. Now, if there's money in the estate, obviously, the credit card collection process can go through, uh, and the executor of the estate would have to, to divvy out those funds uh, to make that, but that doesn't apply to a timeshare and maintenance fees. It's almost like a rent, uh, you know, your, or a gym membership or something like that. Uh, but the deed itself does not automatically transfer the children. There's no way it can automatically transfer the children. Not in any 50, any of the 50 states does that process happen. Uh, but it can, obviously, if a child signs that or whatever, or they contact the resort and the resort tries to tell them that. I'm, I'm not going to say that that hasn't happened before, because as far as the resort are concerned, they want the time, the maintenance fees to continue to be paid. So they're perfectly happy with uh, a, a, an heir, a, a son or daughter who's willing to take over and pay for that timeshare uh, because now they don't have to take it back and they don't have to try and resell it or, or find another home for that to get those maintenance fees back. So it's, it's fairly rare that the resorts themselves, especially the, the larger resorts, uh, that will provide any sort of good guidance for, uh, you know, 
how to get out of a timeshare in that situation because again they they don't want the timeshare back they want a paying owner uh, so it's very very important for any owner in there excuse me any son or daughter or any heir in that situation the first step if you don't want the timeshare is reaching out to the resort and explaining that hey my father's passed away my mother's passed away they were the only ones on the deed i don't want this how do i give this back to you i'm, I'm the executive of the state or whoever whoever's handling the process uh, we're ready to go, have the deed, willing to sign it back to you. Please let me know what we need to do. And usually that will trigger a, a quick claim deed to, to be mailed to them. So they sign it and you're surrendering it back to the association or surrendering it back to Marriott or, or whoever happens to own that particular timeshare. Uh, you know, it, it, it's not a quick or easy process, even, even in buying a timeshare and it, and it based on the resort, you know, many resorts, especially the small independent ones don't have sales offices. They don't have a dedicated staff for taking this stuff back or handling closing costs or something like that. So you're dealing with, you know, some lady in, in the corner who's got a million other jobs or the management company who's responsible for that. And she's probably got a stack of papers on her desk, you know, this high. Uh, and, and so you're looking at a process that could be months in the making. Uh, but, you know, that's that's not uncommon in, in any sort of, of death or estate process there. But uh, I, I something I say on a, on a regular basis in no way, shape or form is an heir forced to take over a timeshare. It just doesn't happen. Uh, and no, anyone that's saying those exact words is someone that is trying to, to market you into paying the money. Uh, it's just a, the, the bottom line. And the only people parroting that uh, are the exit company scammers and the people who have interviewed those and, and decide to use that in an article, unfortunately. Well, and you bring up the exit companies and, and what we've saw is most of them are just, and you, you alluded to this, not reputable at all. That, that is correct. We've, uh, the exit companies we've seen, uh, you know, the, the largest one in existence shut down almost overnight uh, after, uh, attorney general in Washington went after them and after they were promoted by Dave Ramsey and so, yeah. Uh, yeah uh, so, I mean, that's just become just a, a huge story. And, and the other ones, you know, it, it, it made absolutely no difference in the industry because all of the other ones, all the other sharks just got bigger and they just, just scooped up that prey the, the money that is being made by these companies is absolutely, it, it blows my mind. You know, I, I worked with, you know, because an internet uh, a business, I've, I've worked with people in the past to help me with, you know, Google AdWords and SEO and, and things like that. Uh, and, you know, one I happened to work with at the time actually worked for an exit company at one point, didn't realize it. And, you know, he just, you know, paid to, paid to make my website popular, didn't realize. Uh, and, and as we were discussing the disparity in, in budgets, you know, I, I won't say what Tug spends, uh, but he mentioned, he just kind of laughed. He goes, you know, this company spent 80000 a month in SEO advertising because their return on investment for one single successful conversion is five grand. So you can spend that kind of, you can spend 10, 20, $30 a click and still just make money hand over fist. And they were a very small company spending that much money. Uh, and so it's, it's absolutely amazing that how uh, the industry has shifted where I type in, how do I get out of my timeshare? I type in just about anything timeshare related to Google and the first three ad results uh, because now Google is very good at, at integrating ads with native search engine results where Tug used to dominate and still has pages, uh, you know, keywords where we show up on the first. Unfortunately, the ads are now at the top. Uh, mm -hmm. and almost all the first results are now sponsored ads and they're all exit companies. They're all are resale scams, uh, but they're written to look like it's a legitimate find and they tell you exactly what you want to hear. Get you out of your timeshare, 100% guaranteed, you know, so on and so forth. And that, that's what I'm looking for. Heck yeah, that sounds amazing. Uh, and, you know, and, and it's the, the whole situation where you're told everything you want to hear. We can guarantee get you out of your timeshare. Money back guaranteed. We've helped tens of thousands of people 
get out of their contracts, cancel their contracts, exit their timeshares, whatever the, pro, uh, you know, and, and they do that using two methods. And one is deed back, which uh, they are happy to take customers who are in organizations that have official programs where you can just call them up. Wyndham's a great example. If you own a Wyndham timeshare that's paid off and you don't want it, you can call up Wyndham and give it back for free. Doesn't cost you a dime. They market to Wyndham owners because these owners don't know this. Even though Wyndham does, I mean, I, I will say they won't advertise it, but they don't make it obvious on their website that you can give it back because that would be kind of silly of them. But the program has been around for, for many, many years. But you will find these exit companies market Wyndham owners because they claim, I oh, can get you out of your timeshare, no problem. Well, of course you can. You can just call up Wyndham and say, hey, this John Q. Smith wants out of their timeshare. And thanks for the 5,000 bucks. You know, here's your program you can use to get out of your timeshare. Uh, and, and the problem is, is they're successful in doing that. And the owner's like, oh my God, this is amazing. I tried forever to sell this and was unable to. And these people got me out of my timeshare. There's only $5,000 and I'll write them a, an A plus review on Google. And not knowing that you were literally, you know, you, you paid 5,000 bucks for something you could have done yourself for, for free. Uh, the other exit companies have started, excuse me, the other timeshare companies have started charging money, uh, Diamond Resorts, uh, Holiday Inn Club Vacations, uh, or some other ones that come off the top of the list. Uh, Blue Green, will all now, Westgate, uh, another good example, will now charge the owner to give the timeshare back anywhere from a thousand to fifteen hundred bucks. They will charge that owner. It's usually a year worth of maintenance fees plus closing costs is, is what it runs out to. Uh, and so if you want to give uh, a Diamond Resorts timeshare back that, that's paid off, you can pay Diamond 1200 bucks and, and give it back. Well, so the exit company will just raise their price. Okay, well, we'll charge you $7,000 to get you out of your timeshare. <laughs> right. so, so no matter what, we'll make it five grand. Yeah, we still <laughs> get our five grand, but, you know, that was a really hard one to get out. We're going to charge you 7500 bucks. Yeah, and, oh. uh, you know, and if and it, <clears throat> so it's it's a perfect model because not only can they get those customers, whoops, excuse me, that require no no effort whatsoever to get them out of their timeshare, but every other timeshare, because their other system for getting someone out is default and foreclosure. The instructions that these exit companies give are, hey, cease communication with your timeshare. Don't talk to them anymore. Forward all their letters to us. If they reach out to you or they try and get you, say that you've, you've hired us. We now represent you as whatever, quote unquote, law firm, or they all, they, they now like to represent themselves as firms that they're, you know, have lawyers on staff suing timeshares on a regular basis, which is absolute nonsense. Uh, oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. No, go right ahead. Uh, so, sorry, I should have muted that. Um, and so when, when you're doing uh, that situation and, and the, they, once you tell, tell them to stop communicating with your timeshare, one of those things is stop paying your maintenance fees. You don't need to pay your maintenance fees anymore. You've hired us. And so after six months or a year or, or 15 or 18 months or two years, well, now you're in default. Now the timeshare is foreclosing and the exit company is like, well, hey, we got you out of your timeshare. You know, not telling you that foreclosure was a legitimate exit option. You can stop paying yourself. Doesn't cost you anything to stop paying for your timeshare. Uh, but they will refuse that money back guarantee because foreclosure was one of the possible exit options. Hey, we got you out of your timeshare. Uh, you know, you need to pay us. You don't qualify. And, and if you refuse to default, well, you didn't follow our program. Thus, you didn't follow through the process. Thus, you're also not qualified for a refund. So uh, those are the two, 99.9% you know, .9 of the solutions that these exit companies provide owners, both of which they can do themselves for free or far less uh, than anything these exit companies charge. Uh, and so it's, it's very, very frustrating when I see it on Facebook all the time. I see it uh, on just about every flavor of social media. The, the, the comments of these ads where these companies will say, hey, we can get you out of your time. And, and, and they sell, they say everything I've set up to point timeshare industry sucks. You know, they, they lied to you. They, they salesmen ripped you off, so on and so forth. Everything you 
believe is true and, and is true. Uh, and, and we started this company just to fight those people because they're scumbags and, and we sue them all the time and we can get you out of your timeshare and you don't feel bad. We'll, we'll take care of you. We just need $4,999. Uh, and, you know, and people are like, well, hey, you know, that sounds worth it. Money back guarantee. You know, I can finally be out of my timeshare. Had I done it years ago, I'd have been, you know, more than broken even. And so uh, it's, it's developed this industry that is just, you know, I, I think when uh, timeshare exit team shut, shut its business down, the, you know, they were making, you know, a couple hundred million a year or something like that. Uh, what was in the, the report inside there. And uh, it's just, just absolutely mind blowing at how many people are desperate to get out of a timeshare. And it, it does highlight the fact that the industry uh, is just happy to, to, to let those owners get at least both selling them the timeshare and trying to get out of their timeshare because the industry has done next to nothing uh, to combat that uh, and, and, and to fight those exit companies by making it easier for owners to, to get out of an unwanted timeshare. Uh, and it really, the, the, the main focus of those are timeshare owners that still have loan balances uh, because that is the big rub with the exit solutions that timeshare companies provide. Like you have to have it paid off. Meaning if I want to give back a Porsche, I can't have an $80,000 loan balance on it. You know, they'll take it back, but I still got to pay the loan. You know, it's not worth what, uh, and that's the, the case with many timeshares. You know, you, you took out a $20,000 loan to buy a timeshare that was worth a dollar. Uh, you've only paid off five grand of it. You can't give it back. They're not going to take it back with, unless you pay that $15,000, you know, that, that loan prevents you from transferring the timeshare. Well, that's where the foreclosure and the default system comes in because, uh, you know, the, the exit companies say, hey, no problem. We take care of you. Stop paying your bills. Stop communicating with them. We guarantee you get you out of your timeshare. Well, well, yeah, you know, you'll default on it and be foreclosed on. And, uh, you know, the chances of an actual lien being filed against your home, especially when you probably live in a completely different state than the timeshare exists in, uh, extremely low. You know, it's not zero that the, the timeshare could go after you for that, but it's, it's extremely low. Uh, and, and so foreclosure is a legitimate solution for, for many, many people, especially when you're looking at uh, you know, paying 10, 20, $30,000 for something that is worthless, you know, that it has no legitimate resale value. You couldn't, the resort wouldn't even take it back. I mean, they won't even take it back for free that they charge you $30,000 for it. Uh, and, you know, it's not as taboo as it once was. Yeah, it's probably going to show up on your credit as a default. Uh, but is, you know, 100 points of your credit score worth 30 grand? Uh, you know, I know people pay for uh, a lot less than that to quote unquote fix their credit scores. Uh, and then it's gone, <laughs> gone after their seven years, you know, uh, and, and that's if it even gets reported. You know, I, I will say that it's far more likely to get reported defaulting on the loan uh, than defaulting on the maintenance fees. But, uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, you, 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 you paid way too much for something, uh, you know, and you're underwater in it. It has no resale value. Uh, you know, you have to take a hard look at uh, the options that you have available to you and, and, defaulting on yourself or paying someone $5,000 to trick you into defaulting. Uh, those are, I mean, there's a no brainer in that one. Uh, you know, one just sounds better to you and, and you can kind of kind of feign ignorance that, Hey, I didn't really realize what I was doing. Uh, you know, uh, I hired this company and they, this is what they told me to do. It's, it's not really much defense. You know, the results are the same. The credit bureau is not going to care. The timeshare is not going to care. Uh, at the end of the day, you stop paying your bills uh, and thus the consequences are going to be the same, but all of that is dressed up by these exit companies uh, when it's really a very, very simple situation. Well, I know when we were looking at doing this episode, I, I went to Reddit and hopped on the timeshare subreddit and everybody on there was like, we well, should talk to Brian from timeshare user group. And I'm like, all right, well, I need to look into that because I never heard of the group 
because I mean, I don't own a timeshare. So right. yep. <laughs> I reached out to you and I'm like, Hey, I'd love to talk to you. And, and literally you came back and you're like, you want to hear the good? Do you want to hear the bad? Do you want to hear everything? And I'm like, well, I want to hear everything. Yeah, no, I, I mean, it is a, it's, it's not a $10 billion year industry for nothing. You know, the, the product itself doesn't get the complaints. It's really around how it's bought and sold. Uh, you know, that is the black eye. That is the storm cloud. Uh, but unfortunately, that turns off so many people that it just kind of drifts over into the, the ownership side, uh, you know, and, and the things that everyone says about timeshares are negative. They're all true. You know, they don't really make that stuff up, uh, you know, but uh, it, it's still when you're on vacation, when you're going to the timeshare, when you're staying there, it, you know, that's usually the most appealing part. You now, that's why people buy it. And that's why using the timeshare. Uh, is always going to be the only way you extract any value out of the timeshare, meaning many people buy it. Now, I haven't been to Disney in 10 years, or I bought it when my kids were five. We went to Disney every year. Now they're 18. I don't want to go to Disney. Uh, you know, I hadn't, so how do I get rid of this timeshare in Orlando? It's a very, very common situation. You know, not using it is the number one reason people want to get out of their timeshare, uh, uh, other than death, I suppose. Every timeshare owner needs a way to get out uh, eventually. Uh, but actually using the timeshare, uh, is, is the only value that timeshare has uh, in, in most situations. And the fact that you were willing or, or people are interested in paying twenty dollars or $30,000 for something, when you tell them that you can get it for free or you can get it for pennies on the dollar, it becomes way more attractive. And the math gets much, much better uh, in terms of, of, you know, you're at the end of the day, you're prepaying for vacations. You know, you're, you're paying uh, an amount of money and, and an annual fee called a maintenance fee to, to for a week longer or a number of points that equate to a week long vacation at a certain resort or within a certain system. So uh, if you can make that math work, meaning if your maintenance fees are 1500 bucks and you can't stay at that resort or you can't stay at Disney or you can't stay in Vail for a week for less than $1,500 in the rental, then a timeshare makes sense to you. It's cheaper. It's you save money on vacations. If you can rent for cheaper than that, if you just want to go to Orlando every month and, you know, I can stay in a hotel for, for five days for, for less than $1,500, I can still in a really nice hotel for $1,500 than I can in buying a timeshare, then timeshare doesn't make sense for you. Uh, and then, but the, the added benefit is in most of the cases, the timeshare is, is a condominium. It's not a hotel room. You know, you're looking at multiple bedrooms, a full kitchen, uh, you know, usually a balcony at a resort designed for a family to stay at versus, you know, staying at a hotel, which is really nice. You may have one or two beds and a TV, and that's great for, for me or maybe me and my wife. But you had two kids in the mix and a hotel room sucks, you know, for anyone who's ever stayed uh, on vacation with kids in a hotel room. So uh, I tell people all the time that once you stay in a multi-bedroom timeshare with children, you will never stay in a hotel again. Uh, it's just that that appeal is there, the, the full kitchen with the the, the ability to cook meals or save meals, the, the fact that you have a refrigerator and refrigerator. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, I mean, that and alone, we have people that uh, on tug that will literally set up their Amazon deliveries to their resorts. So, That's and then we'll set up, you know, get shipped from Walmart. So they don't even have to leave the resort and you have your groceries delivered to you for the entire week. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, you know, the, the, the kitchen in the full living room and at multiple bedrooms is really where the value is there. And the fact that you can actually get that by buying on the resale market, obviously for, at or less than what it would cost you to buy a hotel room, that is where the value of timesharing comes in. And that's the good. Uh, yeah. you know, that's why people are, uh, that's why it appeals to people. You know, the bad is how it's sold and how much people pay for it buying directly from the resort. Uh, so that making that math makes sense, you know, hey, $30,000 for this plus $1,500 a year. Yeah, in 60 years, I break even, you know, assuming that the fees don't go up. Well, I subtract that 30,000 or $20,000 from the start. And now I'm just paying the maintenance fees. Well, man, that's 
that's not awesome. horrible. No, yeah. that's that that makes more sense to me, you know. And and so, uh, you know, people that are in that situation where they want to go, you know, I I can't go skiing in Vail for a week for less than fifteen hundred dollars. Can with a timeshare. Can't stay yeah. in a hotel there. Uh, can't go to Hawaii for a week and stay at you know a Hilton resort for less than fifty. Paying rack rate, you know, can't stay there for fifteen hundred dollars or or even two thousand dollars. So thus, buying a timeshare there saves me money. Uh, you know, the other common situation or the other common downside is that maintenance fees constantly go up and they do, you know, I don't know, uh, the price of milk goes up, the price of eggs go up, everything goes up, price of hotels go up. Uh, so yeah. yes, maintenance fees increase as cost of living goes up. Uh, and thus, you know, when you, you look at this over a period of 10 or 20 years, it's a significant difference. You know, Hey, I bought it. It sounded great at $800 a year back in 1985. Now that it's 60, it's doubled in, in 20 years. Now it's $1,600 a year. It's less appealing, but it's likely still cheaper than staying in a hotel or having to buy two hotels for, for your children to stay in. So it's all about the math. If, if you can't stay where you want to go, or if you can't take a vacation for less than what you would pay in maintenance fees as a timeshare owner, then timesharing saves you money and thus it makes sense. And you have the added benefit of staying in a, a multi-bedroom condo. Uh, whereas if it costs more, then you can rent that timeshare for from someone else, or you can rent two hotels or uh, rent VRBO, which has become the uh, Airbnb, which has become the really kind of the, uh, you know, the alternative uh, to timesharing. If, if I can rent a home for a week for $1,500, which it's not a very, you know, it's, it's still on the low end of, of VRBO and Airbnb, especially in an in-season resort. Uh, that's where timesharing starts to make less sense. You know, at, at the end of the day, it's all about money. You know, how much are you willing to spend for a week long vacation? Here's what you can do that for a timeshare. Here's what you can do that staying in a hotel. And here's what you can do it renting, you know, vacation home off Airbnb or something like that. Uh, and in almost all situations, when you look at the resale market, that is where timesharing wins more than anything else. We, uh, we went to Florida two years ago and stayed at uh, a hotel, right? Just like you said, it's, you know, studio side, like two, two beds, a bathroom, and we were overlooking the the pool with a swim bar. It was nice. And then my wife like got online and there's a place down in Orlando called Leaky Tiki that Leaky Tiki. Uh, yep. Yep. So it is a timeshare. It is. Um, but we didn't buy, you know, we, we bought, we bought, or we booked as a hotel, not as a time. Mm. And it happened to be a two bedroom, you know, two bathroom. And man, it was because we brought five of us this time. And so just the three of us. And it was like, wow, that was really nice. And we're like, Oh, we paid, two extra bucks i think like a, a night for the seven nights that we you know so it was like 14 extra dollars mm. and we, we were like oh we will go back here they have three pools they have all the, and then we're swimming in a pool and uh these people are like oh yeah we have a timeshare we're doing this and we're like oh they didn't know this and we're, we told them it was like 502 dollars for us for the entire week and they're like we, we paid eighteen hundred dollars or whatever it is like <laughs> and i was like ah sucker yeah, <laughs> yeah but uh um so you kind of hit on a couple of things, so a million questions. Um, sure. One, all right. So I'm going to start with that. So if I buy somebody's free timeshare, do I still have the same rights to exit? It depends on where you buy. That's uh, it's a great question that you have. Uh, you know, in in many cases, in many resorts, there the resale and resale are are the same. You know, in terms of usage, meaning your resale points are the same as retail points. There are systems where that's not the case. You know, you buy something on the resale market. Uh, and you actually have are stripped some of the quote unquote what they call developer benefits, you know, perks that they give uh, for buying directly from the resort. And that ranges from absolutely trivial stuff to 
kind of a big deal, you know, uh, stuff that makes the resale side worthless. Uh, Diamond Resorts comes to mind uh, as a great example of, of, a, of a stripping of a developer benefits that I, I wouldn't suggest buying Diamond Resorts on the resale market because of the benefits you lose. And unfortunately, it sucks for Diamond Resorts retail owners because it it basically makes their product worthless. You know, they can't sell it. They can't give it away because it's it's not worth even a resale buyer buying that. Uh, where you look at the other side, like uh, Marriott's and Hilton's, uh, technically, you do lose developer benefits, but you can, quote unquote, rebuy them, meaning you can clean up your points, clean up your resale points and re-enroll them into the Marriott programs. And even that fee, that, that's all Marriott's charging, it's, it's just a money grab, uh, and Hilton as well, you bring them back to developer points. So you can buy Marriott and Hilton on the resale market. And yes, you do lose developer rights, but you can pay to get those back, uh, if yeah. that makes sense. And it's still... 10 cents, 20 cents, 30 cents on the dollar for what you would pay buying those exact same points from Marriott. So in almost no situation is, is resale not the answer for situations like Diamond, not only, yes, resale is not the answer, but buying retail is not the answer either. You right. shouldn't buy. <laughs> why would you buy something? You pay 20 grand for something that you not only is worth zero the moment you buy it, you can't even get rid of it because of the way they penalize anyone who would want to buy it from you. So, uh, you know, it's a great question and, and it, it enhances or excuse me, brings up the fact of why Tug exists in the first place is so many people pay, sign a contract, a lifetime contract, signing a, a deeded piece of real estate and pay twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 for it without doing a lick of research. You know, they're, they're on vacation. Sounds great. Pool's nice. I love it. This is fantastic. I'll come back here the next 15 years, sign that dotted line. I'll do the research when I get home. Yep. And, and those sales presentations are designed specifically to do that. Uh, that is exactly, they've been tailor-made by the most creative and, and effective marketing and psychological companies paid over 40 years to design these presentations to get you to buy right then and there. By the time you get home to do the research, you can't cancel. You've already lost your, your cancellation periods over. You know, that's, that's very, it's why they sign those presentations. Uh, they try and get you to sign up for the sales pitch as early in your stay as possible. <laughs> yeah. By the time you get home, you don't have any time to cancel. You know, yeah. you, if you got five days to cancel and you're, you're, you know, by Saturday, you're checking out. That's, that's your fifth day. You're done. So, yeah. uh, you know, it, it's so important to, to research what you're buying. Uh, you know, it, it, Wyndham's a, a good example of something that I can walk into a Wyndham timeshare today. Uh, there's, they're in Orlando, Daytona Beach. They're all over. It's, it's actually a, a very, very popular system. I can walk into a Wyndham timeshare today and be sold 145, 155,000 points, you know, Wyndham points uh, for maybe 25 grand. You know, I could probably, if I went and sat there tomorrow, I can buy that same package on the resale market for $1. You're absolutely free. Exact same thing. Same. I can get 200,000 points. I can get 300,000 points. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it, it's just a, a highlight example of, of it, it, even if you're not interested in buying a resale timeshare, this is important for people going to buy new timeshares, because if you bought that, if I bought that today, what do you think it's worth? If I tried to sell it next week, or if I tried to sell it next year? A dollar, right? I, yeah, I did one dollar. You know, I, I'm never going to get the $25,000 back for it. I've essentially paid you $25,000 to enroll in your system. I didn't buy the timeshare for $25,000. I just paid you to join your system because I can get these points uh, from existing owners who want out for, for free. Uh, you know, Marriott's and Hilton's, they retain some resale value, but it's, you know, 10, 15 cents on the dollar uh, compared to zero cents on the dollar for, for stuff like that. Uh, so, you know, it's not only important to know if, if, if you're looking to buy a resale timeshare, looking to buy a timeshare, resale is the answer. But even if you go to a sales pitch and, and people always say that, hey, there's no way I'm going to buy anything in a sales pitch. You know, I'm going to go, I'm going to say no, no matter what. You know what? Every timeshare owner currently right now said when they walk into that <laughs> sales <Same> pitch, 
I'm not yeah. buying this timeshare. You know, I said every timeshare owner ever. Uh, you yeah. know, and so, uh, you know, I, 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 some of the smartest people on the planet. You know, my father included uh, bought a timeshare and paid full price for it back in the in the '90s. You know, uh, he likes to say that well, Google didn't exist back in the '90s, uh, right. and, and technically <laughs> it didn't. So you, you didn't couldn't really go online and 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 research this stuff like you can. Uh, and, and the people that do, you know, type in, is a timeshare a good deal? Well, yeah, Tug shows up on page one, but it's below like three ads. Uh, you know, unfortunately, those ads are usually exit companies. So you think people would kind of get the hint. But uh, I've said for years that, you know, at the invention of the cell phone and then the explosion of the Internet, that, you know, people do more research on the next cell phone or big screen TV they're going to buy than they do in buying a $20,000 timeshare. Yeah. Uh, it, it is absolutely mind blowing at, at how many people will sign that contract or because it's financed and it's technically, you know, fake money. Uh, I'm not, I'm not actually striking a check for this. Uh, so credit makes people do silly things, but uh, uh, you know, not doing the research or just assuming that I'll do it when I get home and not believing that that salesman sitting right in front of me, super nice and super friendly is lying to my face. You know, everything he says, you can do this and you can go anywhere in the world and you can trade with an RCI and II and, and yeah, well, technically all that stuff is possible. He's likely selling you the most bare bones, entry level, bottom of the, the, the bottom of the rung package that is only going to get you a week in Orlando at, you know, in the middle of summer, uh, yep. the, the absolute cheapest thing. And, and then you discover that, Hey, well, uh, you know, I, I needed to have bought quarter million points or I needed to have bought 300,000 points uh, to, to go to, you know, Christmas in Hawaii and, and, and stay, uh, you know, something like Thanksgiving in, in the Hamptons or, or wherever you want to go. Uh, and then, Oh, well, I'm happy to sell you some more time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, uh, uh, you know, it, it's it, when you have someone that their entire sales model is based on commission, they're going to stretch the truth right up to the line and many times go right over it. Uh, and so they will tell you exactly what you need to hear and they know what's effective uh, oh, yeah. and, and they know exactly how you are going to respond to, to certain stimuli and, and how they will phrase that uh, to, to get you to sign on the bottom line. And it, it, it ranges you know, we've heard it all, uh, guilt trips or, you know, to, oh, to gosh, yes. uh, how are you taking money out of my kid's pocket by wasting uh, time like this? Or, or you'd be, you're not stupid enough to, to not sign this deal. Right. You know, this is the, uh, you know, I did, there, there are actually companies that specialize in, uh, uh, profiling the, the person coming in, whether, you know, their age, race, married, yep. uh, and so on and so forth. And we'll give that person, you know, have a printout of what's the most likely strategy, uh, that this person's going to fall for. And, and I, that's I, they will start with. I'm glad you validated that because I, we were talking about that on one of our things. And I was like, I was like, I'm telling you, these people look and they say, Hey, you're an overweight white male with a kid. Like they're putting John, who is this guy, like he, this is what he is. Oh, Hey, you, you walk in with your Louis Vuitton, you walk in with that, bam, you have Stacy who is also looking, you know, like, you have this, like these people know exactly. And I'm telling you, these are the best salespeople out there in the world. Hundred percent. They mm -hmm. could be, I'm surprised they're not all billionaires because of how <laughs> good this training is. Right. Because it is the number, like I tell him all the time, I was like, I can be a timeshare salesman. Oh, you could. Minus the fact of knowing what I'm doing to people. Yeah. Having right? a, have like, a lot that's you, you right. have to have completely zero morals, but plain and simple is like, this is like I'm building the biggest dream of your entire life and you're doing it. All I'm doing is asking the right questions mm -hmm. the right way. And it is if I didn't do anything, that that would be my career, right? Um, so my my next question quick it, it, you've kind of diverted both to loaded right. questions. So there's no correct right. answer. No what problem. is what is the best timeshare to buy if you're going to? And like what is the worst, right? So like 
Yeah, that's... And th- again, that's so broad now that we've talked about like how to exit, who gives you the best points and stuff like that. There's so much. Do you do you yeah. have it to where it's like, hey, it, what is the best? What is the worst? Uh, that's that, I get that question all the time, uh, to be perfectly honest. And and the, the answer is always the same. Well, the best for you is not best for me. You know, right. that's the best value, best timeshare system, best resale value. Uh, you know, people will categorically the answer that most people would say is Disney vacation club is the quote unquote best timeshare out there. It's also the most expensive. So, you know, and, and so, uh, you know, that obviously makes it not the best for a huge category of people. I mean, when we're talking expensive, we're talking thousand dollar a night expensive type thing. Really? Uh, yes. So Disney vacation club to buy Disney points. And they also retain a significant part of their resale value. Uh, Disney is just so far out of the mold. It's, it's almost not even worth talking about in terms of the average timeshare. You look at Disney here's the 99. Yeah, here's Disney the 99%. And then here's Disney, you know, and so right. when people like to use, well, I use Disney as an example, it's just ridiculous, because there's just absolutely no comparison between Disney, even Hilton, even, uh, you know, Marriott's just don't compare. They're on a completely separate tier. Now, I will say that I've stayed at Disney Resort. Uh, I've stayed at nicer Marriott's, uh, but I they obviously weren't on site at Disney, you know, the, the, the parks that you get and, and Disney people are fanatics. Uh, so you mean, you have this brand that is just money in most cases just doesn't apply to Disney people the, the, the concept of, of spending that much money, there are just an overwhelming number of people who are just willing to throw whatever they want uh, at staying at a Disney timeshare and, uh, and I will say it was cool, you know, being able to, to, you know, take the monorail from your resort to right to the gates of Disney and you know there's is it a thousand dollars a night cool oh, you know it's for some people uh you know right. I did, you know I, I did it uh, I I was happy with the stay but uh in in terms of you know best for for you know your average someone looking to get into time sharings I will say that Marriott's and Hilton's are almost equivalent uh those two companies really kind of brought legitimacy to the industry is that everyone knows Marriott and Hilton you know you, you know those brands uh, you know, that it's not going to go out of business anytime soon. You're not going to wake up in the morning and then Marriott's folded or so on and so forth. Uh, you know, they're propped up by, even though they're the timeshare arms of those are completely separate companies than the, the hotel side, but uh, it's, it's still the same brand. So uh, those two are very, very popular systems. And then they do re- retain some resale value, but it's still pennies on the dollar compared to, to what you buy directly from them. Uh, and those two systems are, are universally regarded as, is extremely popular. You know, they, they, the, you're always, in most cases, you know, the vast majority of the time, you're going to be happy with the resort you're staying at. Now, every system has a world-class top tier, five-star, 10 out of 10 rated resort. And there are dumps at Marriott. You know, it's, it's, it's just how it is. There's certainly some rooms that are the last to be renovated or, or, you know, and then you could get lucky and stay in one that just got renovated last year and it's got state-of-the-art everything. And, uh, you know, but all of those, you're looking at these resorts are thousands of rooms in size you know and some of them in orlando are you know, two and three thousand rooms and it's i don't care how much money you have you can't maintain all of that to top tier the best possible marble countertops and you know and so on especially for something that gets used 52 weeks a year or 51 weeks a year uh so uh you know i, I personally marriott and, and hilton's i have no problem telling people that that those are systems that you can buy confidently in and know you're going to enjoy uh that product Again, assuming you do the research and knowing exactly what, you know, the, the planning required and the, the it, it, everything's going to points, you know, I, I hate to, to get off on a tangent, but the industry has gone to points. It's just, that's yep. just the way it is, you know, and it's just because it's easy for the industry to manipulate that. It's easy for me to sell a number of points and adjust the value of those points and, and so on and so forth. And uh, I, so, I, I think uh, the, that's my, my issue is the points aspect because we were talking and 
I actually like the week thing. You're guaranteed this week, this period of time, this is what it is versus like, Hey, here's a hopes and dreams, but actually we're booked. You can't do it. And it's like, man, I would almost be okay with buying a timeshare if I knew exactly what I had when I had it. Right. Like, and you it, can still buy those, you know, there it's, it's called a fixed week is what that called. Sure. And that's how timeshares were sold originally a fixed week. You bought the same week at the same resort year in and year out. And, and those still exist because again, it's all deeded real estate. Yep. Uh, now, 10 years ago, there was a huge push to, to go to points as the, the point system started to come into favor because today today's buyer is not into the fixed week system. It's just not popular. Today's uh, you know, millennials and Gen X and whatever the terms are these days. But today's buyer wants flexibility. They yeah. don't want to go to the same resort every year. They don't want to go for a full week. They want to stay for long weekends. They, uh, they want to go to different resorts all over the country, all over the world. And the industry shifted to, to accommodate that. That said, you know, you have tens of thousands of deeded real estate for fixed weeks and they couldn't make them go away. So they made an effort to, quote unquote, upgrade those people to points or as many as they could. And many people just flat out said no. Uh, and it's just great because they marketed it as, uh, you know, they charged people for to, to give up their deeds and, and, and <laughs> own points. Uh, and so it was a huge cash grab by the industry to, sure. to quote unquote, you know, here's the latest and greatest thing. And, you know, we're only charging three or four grand to quote unquote upgrade. And it was, it's just a fleecing of the industry, but there are still plenty of fixed weeks out there. And especially people that own uh, holiday weeks, like, you know, Christmas week or new year's or Thanksgiving or labor day or stuff like that. Those things are worth uh, mints because the, the people, even if they don't use them, they can rent them out for ungodly amounts of money because you can't get a hotel there. Uh, you know, Myrtle Beach at spring break for Daytona Beach at spring break. You can't get within, a, you know, 10 miles of that place without spending, you know, uh, hundreds of dollars a night. Uh, so uh, the fixed week still exists uh, because, you know, they can't just end those people's deeds. Uh, they, can't, they can't, you know, force those people to sell, uh, but it's just not sold anymore. Uh, you know, you, it's rare to find a resort that I, I can't think of any of them other than selling something that someone is trying to get rid of, you know, an existing owner already has. Uh but, you know, it's still there. The, the floating week is a little more popular, a little more common, uh, whereas you get a range of weeks within the year, you know, one to 52, or maybe it's, you know, you just get summer weeks of week 14 to, to 30 or something like that, where you reserve based on availability, one of those weeks in that range. You're guaranteed one, but you're not guaranteed that particular week unless you, uh, you know, obviously there's a, a time limit at which you need to, to log in and make the reservation and, and, and so on and so forth. And then there's the point system where, you have nothing uh, until you log in and try and reserve something with, you know, a hundred thousand points. And, and the great thing about it is the point systems are so there's nothing's one-to-one -one. like Disney points are measured in the tens. Like, like 50 Disney points is, is huge. A hundred Disney points is probably cost you 40, $50,000 for a hundred Disney points to buy that retail. Whereas uh, I could get, you know, 500,000 window points for, you know, a thousand bucks or something like that. <laughs> yes. And so there's just no one-to-one -one there. Marriott's are in the thousands, like 3000 Marriott points is a lot. Uh, and then, but it's, you know, it, not a lot of, of, of world mark points, you know, it just great examples of how there's just, everyone's doing their own things. So there's really no comparison there. Uh, but the point system provides the flexibility, you know, and it, but and it's so much easier to sell because you're like, Hey, you own these points and you can go anywhere in the Hilton system or you can go anywhere inside Marriott anytime you want. Christmas in Hawaii, done, you know, skiing and veiling it, done, you know, you just sign up, you, and yes, while that's technically true, it would rely on no one else being part of the system to book those weeks. And uh, so people find, you know, obviously too late that, hey, I'm not able to book Christmas in Hawaii. Well, yeah, that's because that was taken, you know, six months ago when you didn't log in at the opening of your one year window. 
Uh, but all those people that know that did log in and there was probably a fight for it even there uh, at midnight of, of the 12 month window. And uh, so, you know, you're, 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 you have access to everything, but everything is only what's left after, yep. you know, it's been, the bones have been picked clean. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's extremely important to understand that before buying, because that's not what you're told in the sales presentation by any way, shape or form. You know, you're yep. told you buy these points, you have actually, you know, it's like freaking flyer miles. You know, there's planes going everywhere. You want to go to Dallas? You can go to Dallas. You know, no problem. Planes flying every day. There's, uh, you know, and, and unfortunately, uh, uh, you know, the reality is just a much, much different situation. So uh, those three flavors of, of timeshares, while not so much sold anymore, you know, you won't see any active resort selling fixed or floating weeks. They're still available uh, because of the existing owners. So many of them own them. Uh, and, you know, as they die or, or pass on or, or you know, uh, transfer their kids, kids don't want it, or just no longer use their timeshare, those come up for sale, just like, just like anything else. But the industry by and large has all shifted to points. Uh, everything is, is now sold as points. You couldn't probably go in and buy a fixed week anywhere that I can think of uh, at this point. But if it does interest you, you know, I, I tell people, uh, people interested in timesharing, I tell them to rent, you know, that most people have no idea you can rent a timeshare from an existing owner. I mean, you rent it on Tug, you rent it on eBay, you can rent it on a variety of other websites. Um, I can give people free promotion for their own businesses, but uh, you know, you can, you can rent timeshares from owners usually right around what the maintenance fees cost because people just rent them out to break even, you know, Hey, I'm not yeah. using it this year. I don't want to lose all my money. You know, here's, you know, here I'll ask 1200 bucks for it. That's what my maintenance fees cost. Uh, and so you get to go enjoy that resort for a week uh, for the same price as you would pay owning it. Uh, and you don't have to own, you know, obviously you can't go there next year without renting it again. So you don't have that, uh, what you mentioned, you want the uh, stability of knowing you can go year in and year out, but uh, you have the flexibility. It's unlimited flexibility. I, I want to go to Orlando this week. Uh, I don't, I want to go to Vail next week. I want to go to Myrtle beach, uh, you know, next year and so on and so forth. You can always rent, you know, anywhere there's a timeshare, there are timeshare rentals uh, because these owners will, uh, actively market these, you know, obviously it's nowhere near the availability of, you know, going to Priceline or hotels.com and, and being able to pick a hotel anyway, any night, any, uh, you know, anything you want. But, uh, you know, uh, again, you know, people that are, that timeshares work for are, are forward planners. You know, they're people that plan ahead uh, to, to make these vacations. And, and that's where the money really comes in savings wise. Uh, if you're the person that needs to go last minute uh, to places, timesharing is just not for you. Uh, so <laughs> I mean, you should just, turn off, turn off the podcast now or, or wait till the next episode. It's just, you're never going to enjoy the value and the benefits of timesharing. If you're a if you're not a detail oriented planner, if you're, if you're, yeah. if you're I want to go somewhere next week. Well, you know, uh, all right. Uh, you know, it's, it's possible, but you're just, but, it's not going to get anything. And that that's why I'm, because I'm a last minute person unless it's completely booked where it's like, Hey, I guarantee that I'm going this week. Otherwise, literally we, we just look and we're like, all right, Hey, we have this time available. Great. Like <laughs> say, let's go. You know, when we go to Florida, it's somewhere between November and February, wherever the cheapest flights fall in and we can get yeah. a cheap hotel. <laughs> like, you have, uh, the, you know, having to fly it makes it a little bit harder uh, to, yeah. to kind of coordinate those items because you, you reserve something and then flights for whatever reason are twice as expensive as they should be or vice versa. You yep. book a cheap flight and you can't find a hotel anywhere. Yep. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm in Jacksonville, which is roughly two hours north of Orlando, for lack of a better term. Uh, for you, the we have a section of our website or forums called Last Minute Rentals, where people yeah. can only ask $115 a night for these timeshares. And you can go anywhere, pretty much. But it's all within the next 45 days. Yeah. So uh, I will. I, I rent off my own site all the time. You know, people post that stuff, especially Orlando rentals, where I can, man, that, that's checking on Friday. I can just take the kids, see, hop in the car and go, you know. You, you I are have, that guy. I, I have rented 
uh, rooms for 500 for a week long rental for $500. And we've yep. only gone Friday, Saturday and Sunday because it's still cheaper yep. than looking, renting a hotel room. Yeah, and so I, 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 it's empty the last four days. I check in. I, uh, you know, even at eight, six or $700, we'll make it a four day or a long weekend. You don't have to stay the entire week, but because it's so cheap, uh, you know, I, I hop in the car and go, you know, those are our impromptu SeaWorld trips or impromptu, you know, I'm not going to uh, plan a Disney trip at the last second, but going to places that Legoland and stuff like that, where yep. uh, you can actually, you know, do some sort of last minute stuff. Uh, the last minute rental section is, is by far the m- most value you'll ever get out of a vacation. I mean, you get two bedrooms in Hawaii and Gatlinburg and all the popular locations that someone likely booked. And then their travel arrangements just, just exploded, you know, whether or not they had an illness or uh, something happened and uh, I'm going to lose this. I've already paid for it. And so they're, they're just trying to get some of their money back. And we impose uh, the $115 a night, which is, you know, what a thousand bucks a week or something like that. Uh, That's the limit we impose to be able to post there. So it's always a bargain, meaning you're not having people posting, three and $400 a night rentals there. And that's go to the marketplace for stuff like that. But for the last minute stuff, I mean, especially for, uh, you know, uh, people that just, you know, aren't tied with kids or, or aren't tied by school schedules and stuff like that. Uh, the bargains there are absolutely mind blowing. You know, I, I can't stay in a one bedroom hotel in most places for $115 a night. It's just that, that yep. those days are gone. You know, I traveled most of my life uh, uh, before I took over Doug and, and you know, hundred dollars a night used to be, pretty good deal for a hotel now it's just unheard of you know you don't uh, uh don't get that stuff anymore but last minute rentals uh and getting that stuff renting a timeshare is where the value is i i personally tell my friends who are interested in timeshares not don't buy a timeshare just don't you just don't have the knowledge uh you know you can spend months researching it and then buy a timeshare but yep. if you just want to go and enjoy it you want to you i would even pay more to go stay at a beautiful timeshare and, and i've done it in the past to not have to worry about buying it you know to not have to go through the process and not have to go to the obligation of owning in a whole separate timeshare system you know i'll spend twenty six hundred dollars uh you know to, to stay for three days at disney type thing to not have to buy you know disney points so that i own that i uh you know i don't mind doing that because uh, it allows me to experience the timeshare it's still close to to what the maintenance fees would cost for something like that and uh, you know, I get all of the benefits and absolutely none of the downsides. I don't have to sit through the sales presentation. I don't have to worry about the maintenance fees going up. I don't have to worry about special assessments, but I still enjoy that week at the timeshare. Uh, obviously, the downside is, is I need to plan a little bit more. I need to be more flexible with where I need to go. You know, if I if my my range is Florida, well, that's easy to fill. If my range is I have to go to Breckenridge during Sundance or wherever the heck that that particular thing is, well, well that's obviously timeshare is probably not going to fit for that. Uh, so. The, the wider your scope is, the much more likely you are to get uh, an amazing timeshare rental uh, at that location at a resort. And uh, it's, it's, it, there, there really is no, it's not just the, the, the low end stuff that's posted there. I mean, people will post very, very nice, expensive. I mean, I've seen stuff in, you know, three bedrooms in Hawaii uh, go because, hey, we just something happened. We can't travel. We got COVID, especially during COVID time. Uh, and we can't go and then, you know, but people can't take advantage of that. Even a $700 two bedroom in Hawaii, because getting a flight into Hawaii in 30 days, but you're like, man, that was, that'd be amazing for someone who lived in Hawaii. Uh, but, uh, you know, looking at the rental market and many people will look at the last minute rental stuff and let that dictate where they want to go. You know, Hey, well, this guy's offering Gatlinburg. We always wanted to go to Gatlinburg. That's a month away, he's offering, asking, you know, 800 bucks for a week for a two bedroom. That sounds like a great family vacation. They'll plan around that extremely cheap vacation. Uh, and the fact that if you're booking at a Marriott or a Wyndham or uh, a Diamond or something like that, a name brand system, you're not really 
you know, uh, not really worried about checking into to a dump and tug provides reviews that you can see if it's something that you're probably going to really, really like or something that you, you just going to survive. Uh, and, and so uh, uh, it, it really is the, the best way to maximize the value for your vacation dollar. It's, it, I always tell people that timeshare rentals are, are, are where it's at. And uh, unfortunately, some people just need that sort of uh, need the, the ownership so that it forces them to take vacations, which is, you know, one of the uh, main reasons timeshares are sold. You know, people are looking for I need to go on vacation. Otherwise, I'm going to lose this money. Uh, and thus it for, you know, I hear it all the time that, hey, I've taken a vacation every year since we bought our timeshare. Uh, and I used to not take vacations. Uh, so uh, just in that, the, you, you can't put a, put a price on that and can't put a value on that. But uh, uh, for me, and, and it sounds like for you, for taking your family on an impromptu vacation, uh, timeshare rentals, it sounds like it's, it's, it's right up your alley. And, uh, you know, I, people always look at me funny when I say, hey, why don't you rent a timeshare? Uh, and I had no idea I could. I'm already, I'm already looking. You're going to read oh, on Where do I go on this? Uh, if you go on the forums, uh, Tug BBS forums. Uh, oh, you go to forums. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the forums. Uh, that they, I mean, there's a last minute section on the, the marketplace as well. It's just not limited price wise, meaning they can post anything they want. But the specific last minute discounted rentals is on our forums. So go to Tug BBS forums and it's the fourth or fifth one down. It says uh, last minute rentals offered. Let's see if I can go there as well. Follow y'all. Uh, yeah, sorry. I'm. I'm. Uh, it's it's it, kind man. of funny to me because I'm sitting here like, oh man, I'm gonna go into all right. Talk, so owner like, forums. Here we go. Yep, so one, two, three, oh. four, six, one down. Time last minute discounted timeshare rentals offered. So here's Pigeon Forge. So you can go to Pigeon Forge uh, this weekend for how much they ask. They should put the price in there, but sometimes they don't. You always know it's got to be. So they're asking. Uh, it's just a two nights, so two hundred bucks for two nights at Pigeon Forge this weekend. If you want to go to Pigeon Forge, we can cost two hundred dollars for a two bedroom. Uh, Williams. <laughs> yeah. Say I'm over here like shit. I might end up in Pigeon Forge this weekend. Yeah, there's, there's Orlando for five hundred fifty bucks. You get a two bedroom in Orlando next weekend for five hundred fifty dollars at Star. All right. when you, got, uh, you sold me on this. So so uh, all right. It's it, your your website, and I'll I'll let you flaunt this because I'm really enjoying this uh, episode. Sure. Uh, so it's it's tugbbs.com. Yeah, Tug BBS actually came from the original bulletin board on Prodigy. So the BBS came from back in okay. the uh, bulletin so, board service. Uh, yeah, that is that has remained. Uh, Tug BBS is the free forum. So we have always provided. You know, Tug started as a free resource for owners, uh, and the forums exist. Uh, obviously, the the membership side of Tug. Uh, as we do charge fifteen dollars, but it's optional. Uh, it's fifteen uh, a year. Fifteen bucks a year. Yes. To, okay. To, post reviews. And the only thing you need to, to membership for is to post reviews or post post listings. Everything else is free. You know, we've always, the forums have always been a free resource for owners to get help about their timeshares. Uh, that was something my father was very adamant about. And it's something I'm happy to, to take on. We don't ever charge uh, for access to the forums. You can always get the help you need uh, on Tug completely free. Uh, and if people, a lot of people just choose to support the site and uh, 15 bucks for membership, uh, it's, it's, you know, easily the best value. They, you know, we we're tracking, we started tracking a while back how many people we confirmed found what? us after buying a timeshare. Oh, what are you gonna go ahead? No, sorry. I my my dude, I'm gonna absolutely fall in love with your site because of how cheap this is. You're uh, welcome. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. and but my, my buddy goes to the Wisconsin Dells. We live in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin's not far. Yep. And uh but he goes to the Dells every year. And I'm Dells looking, are nice. I'm looking at one right now, and it's it's six nights for six hundred bucks. And he goes to Great Wolf Lodge and he's spending four fifty a night, and he's like mm-hmm. We stay two nights at the Great Wolf Lodge, and then we go to a different hotel. And I'm like, yeah, but if you can go to this for 600, you're gonna have every like. Now I'm gonna get him to like. 
I'm gonna get you some shit. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's it's uh, the, the rentals. It, it's 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 a win-win because all of those people are members of the site. There, I mean, uh, yeah. it is important that there are scams that exist on the rental side. You know, it just happens on your site. Some, uh, yeah, I mean, there are people that I mean, just like Craigslist. You know, we we can't we don't patrol. Uh, you know, we don't verify all the rentals. That's just a form. Anyone can sign up. Now, we do have a a uh, a checklist to to go through for any rentals to verify uh, yeah. before you smut any money changes hands. Uh, generally, if it's the scammers are all new members and they didn't pay to join tug and, and, you know, they're offering an amazingly great deal at amazing resort for an amazing price. And uh, they're literally just asking you and they'll ask you to pay for PayPal friends and family or Venmo, or it just, it, it, at looking at the big picture, it's an obvious, it's a scam, but people are generally oh, I'm dumb. by the deal. They're like, Oh yeah. my God, I can go to I can get 500 bucks for Hawaii. That's yeah. And they'll just send 500 bucks. And then, uh, so there are ways to verify these rentals before changing. And if you're looking at someone who's been a Tug member for, I mean, the site goes back 15 years, 20 years, you know, if they've yeah. been on the site for 10 years, that's, that's a really long con uh, that someone's running to try and scam you out of 500 bucks. Uh, so when I, the, when I go on here, um, yeah, well, like I, I don't know if it says, oh, so people have usernames. Well, if I click on their username or something, will it tell me? Yeah, it says right below their name, like this always traveling that joined, you know, last year and they've had, they're fairly active on the portal and they've had, you know, 60 messages they posted. Uh, you know, okay. even if, if someone that would be, hey, they're a Tug member, they paid to join Tug, they've been around for over a year, they actually posted on the forums. Whereas I go look at someone other guy, I'm sure there's some on here that uh, well, that guy's been on here since 2010. So that's probably okay. You know, he's, right. he's, not, he's not a scammer being on there for 12 years. Uh, you know, but you see some people that they just joined last week and they're offering just this amazing deal. And you know, yep. here's one. this person's been a member since 2006. So um, I'd be okay with that. Uh, so, you know, that's just one way. You know, the other way we obviously uh, tell people to have, you know, call them up on the phone. You know, uh, before I'm going to send you money, I want to talk to you. You know, and, yep. and usually that's it they'll refuse or they'll reach out. You know, there, there are so many red flags that the scammers can't avoid on these rentals. Uh, you know, I also want to see the reservation confirmation, you know, send, send it to me, forward it to yep. me, black out your contact details if you need to, but I need to see that you have this room reserved, you know, those years. Sure. And uh, the other things, you know, I, I, I uh, some people will ask you to send a deposit, you know, hundred bucks, and then they'll put it in your name and then you send the confirmation. Uh, at that point, that's a way to limit your, your, your riskiness uh your, your risk but you know there's a comfort level that has to happen on both sides both the uh you know the person renting to you because they're renting to a total stranger too you know you yeah. could uh, have some big house party going on and just completely trash the room or uh you know ask for a refund afterwards and so on and so forth so uh you know tug is not we're not backing these rentals you know you're not going through a, a clearing house or anything like that you're dealing with another person just it's just a person-to-person transaction sure. so uh, it's important to feel comfortable with that person and it's important to for both sides to be comfortable with the transaction before it goes through. And, and we always tell people that there's always some red flag that raises, whether they want you to send the check to a different address or, hey, make the check out to this different guy who's not me and who's not the sure. reservation name or all of the classic scams exist because it's an you know, easy way to get money. And you know, we, we weed them out as much as we can. Uh, and as soon as they're reported, we'll, we'll delete them. But I'm, I'm you know, I, I don't want to to give people the warm and fuzzy that everything's guaranteed, you know, you can get scammed on VRBO stuff all the time too. You know, uh, uh, obviously yeah, yeah. they, they back it with, you know, uh, because you're paying VRBO and they're a third party. Uh, we don't have that option, but you know, it's, it's balanced by the fact that these people are in most cases, you know, 99% of them, these people are legitimate owners just trying to get a couple bucks back for the time sure. they can't use. I, um, I I'll tell you my, my Florida story quick. Sure. Um, we booked on booking.com booking.fq. Um, <laughs> So, you know, we 
we we have our flights and it's Michigan, so it's snowing like crazy. Uh, it got delayed. They actually ended up getting us out, which was really nice. Mm-hmm. We booked our car. We ended up landing so much eleven thirty at night, right? Well, the car company, the rental car company, closed at ten. So we're trying to get a hold of these people, and it's like, hey, after hours, call this number straight to voicemail, straight to voicemail. It wasn't a scam or anything. We just couldn't use this damn company. <laughs> so we're talking to booking, which takes forever to get yep. online. And so we drive to the hotel, which you know, a couple, minutes, but uh, it is one something in the morning and then all of a sudden this lady's like we don't see your reservation like no we we have it here it is and she goes well no you had two of them and both of them got canceled because that's weird that you have two and this and that and she like looks at me and she's like she's like well our system goes down at 2 a.m and here i've been talking to this lady for 45 minutes and i was like Mm -hmm. look lady i don't give two shits what's going on right now i am exhausted now yep Mm -hmm. i've been up for hours upon hours um give me a hotel room. I don't care what the cost is for the first night and we'll figure this. And then all of a sudden I was very nice to her, but like I was mm. pissy with the people yep. on booking and uh, shit, all of a sudden, like this lady goes, well, tell you what, just here, I'll give you the room and then we'll, we'll reach out to booking. And we'll figure it out ourselves. And I was like, you could have done this an hour ago. Yeah. Come on. So like, I, 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 that's the stuff that scares me is like, Hey, if I book this and then get there and then my reservation is not actually a it's... thing, I'm going to be pissed. But, and so, uh, you know, to mitigate that, we, we have best practices. You know, I, I, I never advise someone just to jump into rentals. There are a variety of articles on our site about renting a timeshare, how to verify rentals. Uh, you know, for me personally, just in, uh, again, I mentioned I traveled almost 50 weeks a year as, as when I worked as a Microsoft consultant back pre, pre 9-11 days. So my travel, yeah. travel situation was way different back then. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, calling the resort, you, you generally, before you're doing anything many months in advance or in these, you're going to be sent a confirmation that has your name on it. It shows, you know, the resort, the check-in date, the check-in time, contact details, uh, and it takes a phone call to the resort. I mean, the resort is not going to be working with Scammer, you know, so I mean, sure. you're calling the resort saying, hey, I've got a reservation, one, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, this is the owner, John Q. Smith. They put my name on it, you know, John Doe. I'm just calling. We're supposed to be, we're flying in next Monday. I'm just calling to confirm. Uh, and the resort, yeah, yeah, so is there a risk that the person could suddenly, you know, the owner could cancel that and do, I mean, it's possible, uh, you know, I, I don't, I've never heard of anyone doing that, none of the legitimate side, you know, almost all of the scams revolve around someone offering something they don't own, meaning they, they will yeah. contact, uh, it, it, they're very, very slick, you know, they will actually contact an owner at a very, very expensive uh, resort, for example, to say Maui Ocean Club or something like that, and they, who is offering something for rent. And they'll get their contact details. And then they'll offer that exact same rental on another website claiming to be this person. So they have a legitimate reservation confirmation. They have a little bit, the names just don't match and the emails don't match. And so that's why uh, when we say, hey, call the person on the phone, verify that you're talking to the actual owner of the resort. You know, it eliminates that possibility. You call the resort, uh, you know, hey, this, you know, you know, Malcolm A. Johns or whatever told me all this. Well, that's not the name of the owner. And, and you know, the, the red flags are, are there. Uh, unfortunately, many people just just kind of ignore them because of the bargain they are being offered. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to give you the impression that the site is full of scams or that renting is, is you know, uh, some of those are, are illegitimate. But, you know, it, it, it happened in the past. But in every situation that I've ever come across, when someone said, hey, I rented something off your site and it turned out to be a scam. Well, hey, forward me the emails. And then uh, forward me the contacts. And it was from day one, you could see that, you know, the, the, the I don't want to, you know, sound terrible, the broken English or, Hey, this is a guy 
uh, offering, hey, it's my friend's timeshare or something like that, or hey, I yeah. need you to send, I need you to send the PayPal to this, or I need you to wire transfer this to my agent or something like that. There are just so many red flags. Well, why did you do that? You know, we even warn about that specifically in the, oh, well, it was just a really good deal. I'm sorry. I thought, you know, you, just, you shake your head. You know, there, uh, you know, it's one thing to to not uh, do any verification. It's another to have these obvious red flags and ignore them and then send them money. Uh, and so that's why for me personally, I will require uh, the the owner to, you know, I'll send them a hundred dollar deposit, say, Hey, I'm legitimate. This is what I want. Even though I'm, not, I'm the owner of the company, but whatever. Uh, I'll send you a hundred bucks. You put it reservation in my name and send me a screenshot. Cause that way, if, you know, if you're going to scam me for a hundred bucks, you're probably not really, you're, that's not what the scammers are looking for. So, right. uh, but if I'm willing to give you a hundred dollars, you'll put it in my name. At that point, I'll send you the balance. You know, that uh, uh, there's no way for a, scammer really to log into someone else's account and make that reservation and change the name to, to my name so that kind of eliminates the the bulk of that and then i have no problem sending a balance you send me a uh, you know an email from the resort that shows that i'm now on the guest list to check in i'm comfortable sending you the balance of payment you know some people will you know offer refund deals uh you know if you you have cancellation obviously they're, they're limited in what they can offer because they lose the money if you cancel the last minute you know if they're not able to to find another renter. Some people say, Hey, you know, I'll offer you hundred percent refund. I'll put it back on tug. If someone rents it, I'll give you your money back. But uh, you know, it's, it's, there's no set rules in the rental market. So you have to be comfortable with dealing with that person. That person has to be comfortable with dealing with you. If, if they're only, you know, they make you send money via wire transfer and you're not comfortable with that. Well, Hey, that's the end of that transaction. Sorry. Enjoy. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and some people will take a check, you know, uh, some other options are to send a, an actual postal money order, which makes it a federal crime. If it becomes a, a scam or something like that, it gets a whole nother set of, of people involved in trying to, to recover that money. Uh, you know, Venmo is, is required, provides no scam protection at all. Once the money is sent via Venmo, it's gone. It doesn't matter yeah. if that person is. Uh, and so a lot of people require that you got to really be comfortable with the person to, to send that. PayPal is kind of a little bit of mix while they offer uh, fraud protection in many of their agreements, they exclude timeshares and vacation rentals from that uh, pay really? protection policy. So it's very important that you look at that. Uh, and many times you can still file a dispute and the dispute process will go through. I imagine if it you know, went to court, then PayPal could technically you know, claim that little disclaimer on there. But uh, uh, it really comes down to the phone call for me is 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 where it's at. You know, yeah, I, phone call is huge. I can if I, if I have a phone call with someone, I talk to you for 15 minutes. I have a pretty good idea if if. Uh, you know, this is on the up and up or not, or if there's any alarm bells ringing, I'll just move on because it's just the, the, the deals are there. You're not really required to, it's not a once in a lifetime thing that you're, you're passing up here. So, uh, you know, going through the verification process, you know, weeds out every scam that I've ever seen. Uh, and so nothing is hundred percent perfect. You can always, there's probably people out there a lot smarter than me. They can figure out a way to, to circumvent those, but, uh, uh, those people are probably not scamming timeshare owners. You know, sure. they're, they're after bigger fish and, uh, so, you know, we've been doing this for a long time and, and the last minute rental section has, has been there for a long time. And it's been one of the most popular sections of the website. Uh, another important thing is once you've rented from someone successfully, you're comfortable with them and they're comfortable with you. You know, many of these people that post in there, uh, they have huge numbers of points and the millions of points in some of these systems. And you can reach out to them and say, Hey, I'm thinking about going to Myrtle beach, or I'm thinking about going to uh, Daytona, or I'm thinking about going to, to Vail or something. What can you get me on these dates? And they will log in the system and, you know, and now you have essentially a conduit into the ownership in that system because you have now made in a relationship with that 
that particular renter who can have access to everything with a, a huge number of points that would cost you thousands and thousands of dollars to purchase yourself on top of the annual maintenance fees. But now you can just rent from them because they, you've had a successful rental. You went there once before. Uh, there's two people that come to mind, me specifically, that uh, that I will reach out to whenever I want to go to Orlando or, or Daytona or, or something like that in Florida, Clearwater, another nice within the Wyndham system that uh, I'm, I'm very comfortable with. And she's very comfortable just immediately making a reservation, knowing that uh, I'm going to pay her and, and so on and so forth. So yeah. uh, establishing those relationships, is it going to work out every time? No, but it really only needs to work out uh, yeah. every so often for you to save an absolute fortune uh, yeah. on, on what you would normally do. So uh, this is, you know, one of the the main reasons why, you know, our website, uh, we've had people on there that have literally been members for, for 25 years. Uh, yeah. or, and you, people, you know. to be clear, you don't own any timeshares, correct? I do. Yes. No, well, I actually do. Uh, my father. Oh, owns, you do? Uh, yeah, no, no. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I personally haven't purchased them. The, the family trust uh, has, has two timeshares left in it. Uh, both were purchased by my father. So I actually own in Marriott vacation club. So, uh, Okay. Uh, it is, it, it, it's, it's an ownership in Hilton Head, although I, I haven't been since I was a kid. Hilton Head doesn't really appeal to me all that much. Don't remember it appealing to me a whole lot as a kid. Uh, I have two small kids. It definitely doesn't appeal to them. Uh, and, and, but it's a great trader. I mean, it's a beautiful resort. Uh, it, it can be, we used it to trade, uh, me and my wife took a honeymoon in St. Thomas. So we traded for another Marriott. Uh, I had this huge three bedroom overlooking the bay in St. Thomas for just us two on our honeymoon where it was, you know, it was, it's a ridiculously oversized timeshare, but, uh, uh, you know, we do own a timeshare and still do and, uh, yep. you know, have no complaints on it, but don't actually use it to go to the location that, that we own at. So, uh, and then that's likely a case with, with many, many owners, especially with the new development of the point system and where you can, you know, have the flexibility to exchange or trade into to other resorts. Uh, there are just more popular locations for me personally and my family than, than Hilton. Sure. Well, yeah, you've, you've been there, done that. So I <laughs> say, um, and you're not far from Jacksonville to Hilton heads, what, four hours? Uh, Hilton heads probably six or so. Uh, I would say maybe, but uh, Orlando being two hours away and with, with two small kids, it's really, I mean, if we're going where it's going to be the beach or it's going to be Orlando. Just, I couldn't believe how many people. So like we, again, the first hotel we stayed at, you know, awesome swim up bar. It was really, really big pool. We're from Michigan. So like when you guys have 70 degree weather in mm -hmm. December, you're wearing jackets like sure, nut yeah. jobs. And I'm down there in sandals and a freaking ripped mm -hmm. off t-shirt going, Oh yeah, baby. Mm -hmm. Um, but like the people are like, Oh, we're, we're using the, we're using the hot tub just cause like we wanted to go get away. And I was like, you're weird <laughs> you know like <laughs> but uh, it's normal like for for you guys to, like stay local and, and hotel hop up yeah, here absolutely hotel hoppings i mean granted we have boring right like we have we have a great <laughs> lodge and stuff like that but like nothing right. nothing like what you have down there when they built that stupid water park at the one on 68th street yeah that was done let's go stay there i'm like no let's stay <laughs> five minutes water from my house yeah. i'm not staying there yeah they're building the Great Wolf Lodge here in Florida, so no one yep. will ever go there. So I saw a big giant indoor water park in Florida. I don't. Know. Yep. I mean, maybe. I, I guess no mosquitoes. I guess that would be a draw. Right. Uh, there are just so many water parks in Florida. It's just. It, I mean, you like throw a we, rock and hit, you, hit one. You mentioned uh, Sea World. We go to Sea World Aquatica because we mm -hmm. get like thirty dollar tickets, and for mm -hmm. most of them, right? So it's like, oh heck yeah, we're doing. And and I love. I, I tell everybody this. I love Aquatica. Okay. And it, when you talk to a Florida person, they hate Aquatica. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's assholes to elbows from what oh, I it understand is. Yeah, it's, in it's the tough. summer. 
Yep. Now I go in December and I mm-hmm. get this lazy river that pulls my fat ass all the way around here and it just keeps going. And I feel like the richest person you've ever met because they're like, this place holds, let's just say 50,000 people. And at most in like December time, there's 200 people in this whole right. park. Like yep. there's nobody there. I, we upgrade to a cabana cause it's, you know, 12, 12 bucks and it caught and I get all the free water, but I'm sitting here just going, do we, we get this whole park to ourselves. So we have Michigan's adventure here, Cedar point type thing. When you go on a water slide, you wait 10 hours to go down the one water slide. <laughs> after, oh, after you walk up for 30 minutes. Right, yeah. Right, yeah. But, but okay. The only negative about it is the fact that there is no line. So you have to walk your fat ass up 17, yeah, stair, then, 17 mean, flights of stairs without a stop. When there's a line, at least you have a stopping point. Yeah, like, rest, all right, rest area, two, man. two steps, two steps. This one, you're just like, who? I'm sure. Fuck, I'm out of. Like, I have an eight year old that just runs. And she's like, all the way up. But granted, she passes out at the end of the day. And I'm like, all right, I'm halfway up. And I tell, like, she doesn't understand that dad can't make it all the way up without stopping. <laughs> but I'm like, hey, come take a look at this view halfway up here. All right, kid, let's make it up. You know, and my wife and I have it where where she I walk she walks up. And then they start, you know, they, they get up and go down. I'm already walking up because then the kid just goes, runs, and she yep. catches up me to go down the tube. But, dude, Aquatica, anybody, that's a shout-out to them. Go there. It's the greatest time of your life. Uh, the best lazy river I've ever been in. I, I Again, you know me. I, I love a lazy river. I don't go in the I, pool. I, I, I don't want to be in water. But in Florida, I'm always in the water. Lazy rivers are, <laughs> lazy rivers are high on my list. Well, I think you'd like Wyndham Bonnet Creek. If you're looking for, you're going to visit on the site, Bonnet Creek is it's probably one of the biggest resorts. It's right at the entrance of Disney. It's not in Disney, but it's right at the entrance. Uh, and there are so many rooms at that Wyndham that it just the rentals are available almost every week of the year for super yeah. cheap. Uh, and they have like 600 pools there i'm not that's ridiculous but i mean they have a lot of pools and there's the lazy river at almost each each building uh and then there the, the restaurants and the bars are right there as so, I mean, you don't have to get out of the water in many cases to uh, that was one thing i liked about the st thomas resort to the marriott there is the, the walk up the swim up bar you, know, you yeah. don't have to leave the water to, to get uh, you know a nice frosty beverage and just put it on my yep. tab please you know <laughs> under safe Here's so, my uh, <laughs> that's my uh, favorite thing on the cruise is the swim up bar that's yeah no about. it's but the uh, Wyndham Monte Creek is, we try to stay there whenever, I mean, it's just a, a gigantic family resort and the pools and the lazy rivers are, are really the attraction there. If you're not going to a park uh, to, to enjoy that and just, uh, just walk right in all the entrances or the zero, whatever they call that zero entrance where you don't mm-hmm. actually step down or you just kind of slowly like being on a beach. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah I, I, I personally enjoy Bonnet Creek uh, and, and the, the, the fact that it's just such a large resort and there's so many rentals there that, you can stay there at almost any time you want to for, for next to nothing. Uh, they pop up almost all the time. And especially if, if you do develop a relationship with a, a window owner or something like that, like I, I personally have that be able to, to get there. They're, they're just, there's almost always availability. Uh, and it's, 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 it's a really, really nice resort. And I think it definitely sounds like something, something's up his alley, uh, especially with a family uh, to the two and three bedrooms, you can get the right ones. You can watch the fireworks at night. And uh, uh, so it's, it's, Orlando, I will say that never, never buy in Orlando. Uh, if there's some more parting tips to, to people, Orlando is there are more time shows in Orlando than anywhere else in the world combined. Uh, so more rooms there. There's no reason to buy in Orlando. You can always trade or rent in Orlando. So uh, if you're going to buy a timeshare, buy somewhere else. Just don't buy in Orlando. Uh, it's they're the most difficult to get rid of. They're the ones that are worth the least, and uh, it's just absolutely not worth buying or taking over or doing anything with Orlando timeshare. 
Well, I, I I feel like you've already answered this, but I'm going to ask it anyways. So is there any benefit to buying in front of the person that's trying to sell you this thing or is there zero benefit? Never, 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 never buying is absolutely 100% no. Do not buy at a sales presentation, period. I don't care what they say. Not um, even if they give what, me free tickets to Disney? You're going to get you're gonna free tickets <laughs> anyway. You get the free tickets anyway, even if you don't buy. So they, they, the free tickets are not contingent on you buying. So the gift, you always get the gift whether you say yes or no. Uh, and I will say that, uh, and I, you know, the there's no reason to buy there if you go home. And I, I tell this to people every time: if you go home and do your research and you find out that that was the deal for you, and for what you won't, but if for some magical reason it was, that was that was the deal. You call that salesman up, I guarantee he gave you his card, <laughs> and he will literally reach through the phone with a pen and let you sign the contract. You know, a month later <laughs> down the road, and no problem whatsoever despite the only one time or my manager, this was just, just was just turned in by someone last week. And my manager didn't let me told me I wasn't supposed to offer it, but you are, I just like you so much. And this is perfect for you and every other ridiculous nonsense that works. Cause they would, they wouldn't say it if it didn't work. Uh, and, uh, but no, 100%, there's zero reason and zero benefit to buying at the resort while on vacation. If, if you want to buy retail, that's fine. There are plenty of people that buy retail. It's $10 billion a year in sale industry. Uh, yep. Clearly, people do buy it, uh, and I everyone knows someone who just won't buy a used car. I mean, I got friends who uh, they'll buy a new car every time. You know, they will not really. It's hundred thousand, hundred second car. It's hundred thousand miles. I'm buying a new car. Doesn't matter. I'm, I will never buy a used car. And uh, you know, there are people, people like that. That that the appeal of buying, knowing that you paid, you got the latest and greatest, even though it's not. Uh, there are just people like that. That, that and that is the appeal that they reinforce uh, when you're at those meetings. To go back to the uh, to the the tailoring the meeting to to the guest, uh, it's funny. There's there was a company that they used to have. They have a big timeshare convention every year. It's called uh, Resort Art of World or something like that. Uh, but there was a company that probably still is. I haven't been in, in years. But a company that specifically sold their product as uh, you fed in the information about the salesperson and they spat out the and they would actually have digital photographs on the walls that would change to match your family. Or uh, if it was a, uh, you know, a, a, a Hispanic family coming in, they would change from, from a white family to a Hispanic family on the wall on the beach or something yep. like that. And the colors would change. And so everything about your experience in the room, the, 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 the light would change based on the input uh, of your, your profile. And they know all that before you, when you check in, they, they know your, uh, you know, especially if you're on a tour because you had to fill out all that information to get that free or $99 weekend stay or something like that to in agreement to, to participate in the sales presentation, but uh, no, 100%. There's that they are trying to get you to buy, and and almost all of that money that you're paying uh, is for a product that's worth you know essentially nothing uh, yeah. for for most situations. You know, you're paying for that salesperson's commission, you're paying for his manager's commission, you're paying for the marketing, you're paying for all of the free $200 gift cards <laughs> that uh, they give out for people that don't buy. All of that is what you're paying that $20,000 for not to buy the timeshare. The uh, the money that they make. Uh, in the timeshare industry is off the maintenance fees and off the financing for for you buying that stuff. So the, the Wait, finance they make money off maintenance fees. I can't believe. Yeah, that. yeah, that's a. But at least you're getting value of the maintenance fees. You know that is what you're paying to own. Uh, you know the financing at 19 percent interest and, and stuff like that <laughs> makes, a, makes the makes the companies millions and millions of dollars as well. Uh, but almost all of that money that you paid has absolutely nothing to do with the, the cost of that timeshare and. You're just paying for for people's salaries, uh, for lack yeah. of a better term. So I've had uh, I've had uh, I've had people because we always you know when you go on your tour right it's always on a golf cart 
<laughs> right. And so I'm at, I'm at this, I'm at the Wyndham down in, uh, cause we wanted, you know, really discounted tickets on, uh, uh, universal. Mm-hmm. So of course we sat through one quickly and, uh, you probably stayed at Bonnet Creek. I was telling him while he was gone. Is that no, no, stayed? it wasn't Bonnet Creek. It was, oh, it wasn't? Okay. I, I don't know. It was, it was right there, down from, there are a number right, of them in right down the road from Leaky Tiki, you know, uh, okay. it wasn't the huge one, but yeah, Bonnet Creek is the big one we were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. No. So this was, uh, you know, it's just one. And then we walk in breakfast was horrible. <laughs> then he's like, well, you're not interested yet. I, I, I still got to show you the tour. And I was like, so, Hey, if I come here, do I get a, do I get a golf cart that, you know, I could drive around? And he's like, no, <laughs> no, we can't, we can't, we can't give you that. And I was like, no, that's the only way I'm going to get in here. Like my fat ass is not walking. Right. Just l- look at the size of this place. Zero chances. My fat ass is walking anywhere. Well, you know, we could, we can get a Segway or something in here. You could rent that. And I was like, yeah, no, no nope. golf, yeah. golf cart, bud. Mm. Um, so now you mentioned Mexico. Like what about yes. the Dominican Republic? What about, so stay Once away you get, from- I mean, you get outside the United States and, and you know, the, it's difficult because you're not really protected by, uh, the federal law consumer consumer law that, that exists mm-hmm. here uh, or maybe it's it, consumer law sucks here i mean you have to jump through a lot of hoops to, to be protected but at least at the end of the day the legitimate larger companies like the marriott's and hilton's <laughs> they don't want to go up against an attorney general who's dealing with a complaint something like that whereas dominican republic mexico they don't care you know it doesn't matter right. them, yeah. <laughs> so uh you know it, it in in those situations you know fighting with your credit card or filing disputes or stuff like that is, is a legitimate strategy because they, I mean, they're trying to rip you off. So there's really no, no holes and you take the gloves off. What do you care? Uh, if you're, you know, another in those situations. So when you get outside the United States, yes, uh, things get a little more dicey and, and a little less, uh, regulated, uh, and you have a far less options, uh, you know, to, to do things the right way. You know, everyone thinks that, Hey, you know, I changed my mind. I should be able to cancel. Well, yeah, that's nice. In, in uh, theory. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, it just doesn't doesn't happen that way, uh, and you know that's why these uh, those contracts are written the way they are. And everybody's like, "Well, I'm going to get a lawyer." Well, you know who else got lawyers to write those contracts? Uh, the Times are a ten million dollar year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the people have an entire wing of lawyers uh, that, oh. that wrote these con and have been rewriting these contracts for forty <clears> years to make them ironclad. So uh, yes, I've, I tell people all the time, I believe you were lied to. I hundred percent do. Yeah. I, I believe that that salesman lied to your face, and I believe he told you everything that you just regurgitated to me, but unless you have a recording of it yeah. or it's, you know, and it, it, then all he's going to say is, well, you misheard me uh, or you misunderstood what I said. And they will make comments specifically for that reason. I keep saying, and, and they will make statements that are legally true if you play back a transcript of it, but they make it sound like in a way that you're going to hear something different. And then one example I like to give is uh, when someone goes in and asks about resale prices, you know, hey, well, what's this thing going to be worth in 20 years? Or what's this thing going to be worth in 10 years when I you know, no longer want to own it? it could and the be answer right. is zero. I mean, that is the answer, zero. Yeah. However, the answer that the salesperson will give, because if, if they tell you, well, it's not going to be worth anything, you're going to be like, <laughs> why would I buy this? That's stupid. Uh, and so the answer they give is, well, you know, every year the time has been in existence, the, the, the sale price has gone up every single year. It increases in value every year, which it does. <laughs> the retail sales I'm price there, goes yeah. up every single year. You know, the average price of a timeshare last year was 21000 The average price this year was $21,050. And then you know, historically, it goes up every single year. And that's the answer they give. And, and while that's a legally acceptable statement, it's perfectly valid. You heard my timeshare is going to go up in value every year. Yep. Uh, and, and he probably said it in a much better 
delivery than, than I gave, but uh, you know, that is a great example of how they deflect that question to yeah. answer it quote unquote legally that if they were recorded or whatever, that there's nothing wrong with that answer. You know, that is, you just, you, that's not what you yeah. heard. You just know, last heard, year, I sold this exact one for 21,000. That's you, right. It's 22. So think about next year. It's yeah, going to be crazy. exactly hundred yeah. uh, percent. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I didn't say I, I, I tell you, I've actually not bought into a timeshare, but I've had to buy because of a timeshare. I'm in the Dominican Republic and we booked what happened to be a timeshare. Not like, you know, we just stayed at the resort type thing. We're like, Hey, Mr. Mr. Watkins, come here. Like, so we go there and then there, it was the greatest one we've ever done. So this guy is six foot six built like a brick shit house. Okay. I'm six one and built like a round ball. So I'm, I can compete with most people except for fucking shark over here. And so, but he is very like, he's nice guy type thing. And he's like, Hey, Americans, they like to do this whole thing. Really. All we want to hear is no. And we're like, what? So think about it for two seconds. Yeah. Like when he asked you, are you interested say yes? So we're like, Nope. Great. So we got out of this thing quicker than crap. They gave us our little fun gift. It was awesome because we weren't supposed to be in a timeshare presentation. Like, I don't know how it worked. So then we go into town and there's a cigar, <laughs> like hand rolled cigars. Right. And so we kind of go through this little town, go, go down an alley and I end up at a cigar shop. Well, you have the open cigar shop and then you have the humidor where he's rolling and doing stuff. Mm. So I get myself into this locked, locked room. You do that a lot. And freaking guess who shows up six foot six freaking shark. Oh, are you buying this? And he gets like close. And I was like, any cigar you fucking suggest right now at this moment, (laughs) while we're here, Mm. I'm buying that cigar. I like in my own head, I'm like, I don't care the price. No matter what I'm getting out of this room. <laughs> yep. You suggest, right? So I think I probably spent $18 on a cigar, I... one single cigar, right? Like hand rolled. And I was like, yep. As I just bought five, a five pack for $3 on the beach. Right. And I was like, yep. anything you want, buddy. Like you tell me what cigar I should be smoking at this <laughs> moment. I'm, I'm taking my wife and her friends and myself out of this room best $20 I've ever spent because I know where this is going to end and it's not going to end pretty for all of us. Right? Like I say, yeah, that's... at the same time, I, you know, well, and then I went back down a little out by myself and almost, almost got robbed. Right. They're just like, mm. give me your money. And I just like left and like went back to the middle of town. But... It's funny traveling there. We went to, to St. Thomas and we had a car just go from the airport to the hotel. We didn't plan on leave, but I think we went out one night to find a restaurant and got lost and, Find up at a Wendy's and the Wendy's like had armored bars on the doors and we're like, yeah. wow, this is a, where, where are we? Way different. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I was like, man, that's uh, uh, something. Yeah. But, but no, I've, I've been to sales presentations where I've even told them who it, it, it's interesting. You have the person at the front desk who is paid to schedule your tour. You know, they're yep. not related to the sales office at all. They get paid for every person they sign up for uh, a sales presentation when you check in. And then you have the salesperson who only gets paid if you make the sale. And, uh, you know, I tried my hardest at, at a Marriott we went to and I'm like, ma'am, you know, I, I, I know you work on commission that this is who I am. This is what I do. I'm just, I'm not buying a timeshare. It's just not happening. Oh no, so just, just, just please just sign up. And then finally she wore me down. I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll sign up for the tour, but I'm, I'm literally, I don't want to waste the guy's time. I don't want the president. I don't want the free gift. I'm not here on a promo. I, you know, I, I, I was a, uh, an exchange, a rental. I think we had, uh, and so I get there and I, this is my same pitch to the salesperson. He's like, uh, I was like, sir, I, I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to, I don't want the free gift. I just, you know, I, I came here out of courtesy, you know, and he's like, you know, no, I've, I've heard about your site. I, why don't we just talk for a bit? And I'm like, all right, man, you know, this is, 
And, and so we start going through it. It was a pleasant conversation, but the, I, I tried to refute them like, look, you know, aren't, aren't I wasting your time? You know, you got a whole room full of people out there that might actually buy. Uh, and, and he's like, no, no, you know, still part of the job. And, and, you know, wouldn't let me turn down the $200 gift card. I was like, I, I don't want it. You know, I, I feel like, right. oh, no, it's all part of the day. And, 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 you know, the situations like that where, uh, you know, it, sometimes I see it as a challenge, uh, you know, and, and saying, you, you mentioned that the saying no is, you know, everything you've said no to, they have a, a rebuttal for. You know, they do, they've, yeah. heard, they've heard it all for 40 years. They've, they've mastered the, the, someone has expertly crafted a response and they have been trained for that response for everything you say no for. Resale price, can't afford it right now. Wife yep. isn't here, can't make the decision. Doesn't matter what it is, they've got a rebuttal for it. And, uh, you know, and, and so that's when we go back to the original comment of you know, every person walks into a timeshare sales presentation saying they're not going to buy it yet. Yep. $10 billion a year in sales. You know, uh, it's, 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 it's a fascinating dynamic. And uh, I have this similar conversation we're having here every time I go sit at a pool uh, at a timeshare yep. somewhere. I, I strike up a conversation with someone and it's usually someone yeah, we just bought. And I'm like, really? Would you like to chat? You know, and yeah. <laughs> would, you like, would you like to realize you could have bought the same thing? I even, the Marriott in St. Thomas is beautiful on the beach. You know, absolutely picture perfect, you know, sipping whatever frozen, whatever colada that they were offering. Yep. The guy was, came down. He's like, yeah, we just bought here. This is beautiful. It's magic. I was like, well, you bought a sales presentation. He's like, yeah. It's like, well, did you know you could, you know, buy the same thing for like, you know, 3000 bucks that, you know, on the resale market, maybe he's like, what? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, here man you know and we chatted for about an hour and he's like wow you know it just just saved the guy you know twenty seven thousand dollars okay his vacation's fantastic we actually track on our website on, on the forums there's a we started keeping track uh a few years back and of of confirmed people that found our website and told us that hey i found your website and i was able to cancel and i got a full refund and we're over 20 million dollars uh and good and for you guys Holy just that shit, found the dude. website and we don't we don't solicit we do these are people that are literally just posted on the forums that they usually it's uh, hey i just bought here and here is this a good deal and you know, they'll get responses no it's a terrible deal here's where you, you do something else and, and yada 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 and they'll you know if they don't confirm it we won't uh do it but i mean only confirm just just 20 million bucks in in money refunded to people who do you know we're lucky enough to type in did i get a good deal on my timeshare or you know i just bought this did i make a good deal and, and found their way to the forums uh, we don't charge them a dime for that. You know, they, they find the forms for free. And uh, that's that's pretty much the number I'm most proud of, uh, of all the stuff is, is, you know, 20 million bucks of money that has just gone right back into someone's pocket for, and almost all of those people wound up buying resale. They're like, yeah, I was interested in it before at 20,000. I'm really interested in it at a dollar. Free. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, uh, and you know, there are obviously some that are like, wow, I can't believe I won't do business with a company that person just lied to my face. You know, this yep. is what he's in. Uh, so you, you get that bad taste in their office or in their mouth. But that's what I always tell people is that the product attracted you, the sales turned you off of it. So when you discover the truth and do your research and find out exactly what you want, and then you buy from a third party or buy from another owner, yeah. uh, you take all of that out of the equation and you just have a really great vacation at, uh, you know, almost next my, to no, next to no investment. Yeah. My, my wife, we blue green, you had mentioned earlier in the episode, mm -hmm. And uh, they're they're the owners of like a bunch of campgrounds, right? Mm -hmm. So like um, mm -hmm. outdoor adventures. And my wife loves the dream of it, and she's like, "Oh, we we could do this. They have cabins that you can guarantee, and this and that." And then my neighbor, now now years later, my neighbor, his parents actually own into it and stuff, and they mm -hmm. abs they absolutely love it. They're happy, and I'm like, "Good for you guys!" Like, and and so my wife's like, "Oh, we 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 should buy this," and I was like, and so I go online, and I was like, "Look, we can." buy one for a dollar if you really want it that bad 
yep. you pay the eight hundred dollars or six six fifty at the time, like yearly. If you want to pay six fifty, which I'm telling you, we can just go get cabins anywhere all around, <laughs> and we'll pay that same price. But like, if we and I told her, I was like, hey, I'll make you a deal. If we go camping three times this year and we spend more than six fifty, like I I will gladly go buy this right. If we spend less. And we didn't end up doing that, like, you know, stuff like that. But I'm like, I I don't remember what site. I just randomly popped up on a site. I was like, hey, timeshares for sale. And I was like, here, there's 17 of them for sale currently right now. One is at the spot that you want to be because you mean Grand Haven or you could be in like Pentwater or you could be, you know, yeah, there's like yeah. four in Michigan. And I was like, if you want to be specifically, I will buy you this one. I will, I will buy it and you will, you will have that. And so she's like, huh something's fishy about the fact that we just were pitched 20,000 and I could buy it for a dollar. And I was like, yeah, I'm glad you understand this fishy. Well, I, and I told you the story of them getting me there. Yeah. So <laughs> the kid, the guy who doesn't, I, I bought a mobile, uh, uh, motor home motor home. Yeah. To get my aunt to Arizona before she died. Mm. We made it to St. Louis. Mm. Turn around and came back. Cause it was mm. just a shit show. Mm. And you know, they gave us a free week or something at, at one of these outdoor places. And, and I told my wife, I'm like, that's fine. We can go for the weekend and check it out, whatever. I'm not buying it. And she goes, no, I, I wouldn't want to either, but let's go check it out. So they actually brought us in on the last day. So we got there on Friday. They brought us in Sunday morning. And he goes, this was great, wasn't it? No. <laughs> he goes, don't you like camping? No. No. <laughs> why did you buy a motorhome? And I tell him why I bought a motorhome. He's like... Well, it's an investment now. Don't you want to use it? No. <laughs> You're not going to buy from me, are you? I said, no, I'm not. Oh, he goes, all right, well, you got to stay here for 15 minutes. I'll be back. <laughs> I stand there for 15 minutes, and then I left. Of all the people that could have, like, hated, like, you hate camping more than anybody I know. <laughs> it's dumb. Like, to tell people that story, they're just like, no, it's like, no, he literally bought a camper just to go across the country. Yeah. And he was going to sell it by the end of it, right? Yeah. Like, nice. and and. It was cheaper for me to buy it and use it for that summer than, than it. it was yeah. to rent one. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I, I spent about 18000 to buy it. When I sold it, it was 15000 Now, nice. we didn't make it to where we wanted to, but I couldn't rent right. one for the 3000 I had. Wow. Yeah. Um, no, I, I just... So, now... All right. What is the worst? So you mentioned the best, right? Like they're the Hilton. And what is the worst absolute company? You can't you you can't get out of the damn thing. It costs the most money. It's absolutely useless. What's the worst one anybody could ever possibly do? I, I would say the one that has the most universal uh, uh, bad reputation by its owners is Westgate. Uh, Westgate. That's the yeah. say. Here I am. I go to a Westgate one. They, they yeah, have the worst. Well, that, that's it. I mean, worst food too. Yeah, Westgate is uh, uh, in terms of customer service and and owner satisfaction or not owner satisfaction. I won't say uh, owner opinion. Uh, they're right up there with like Sprint in terms of customer service and stuff like that. It's just it's just universally hated. Uh, that said, it's not around. I, I've I've stayed at I've stayed at Westgate Resorts before. Uh, we did our last day was at a Westgate Resort. We went to SeaWorld last year and a last minute rental. It was like a it's a huge. I mean, it was is a dated resort. Uh, you sure. know, Westgate uh, they have three or four absolutely gigantic resorts in Orlando. I mean, we're talking yeah. 3,000 3, room resort hotels, which are uh, just huge. And, uh, you know, again, it was acceptable for kids. My kids are three yep. and five. They don't care. Uh, you know, it's a place to essentially just a place to sleep uh, between trips to Disney and SeaWorld and such like that. Sure. Uh, but Westgate, they, they, they 
have some severe penalties on resale, which makes their resale value worthless. It already was worthless, less than worthless. Uh, and in most situations, they, uh, their, their owner is not a very high regard. He's, I don't know if you've ever seen some of the Netflix specials or whatever on the owners of Westgate Resort, the Seagulls. Uh, no, I, I should of, watch oh, yeah, this. Queen of, Queen of Versailles, I think is the name of it. They basically like spent 20 years building the most expensive house in the world or something like that to, to, yeah, it's, it's a, it's just a interesting, uh, interesting, but yeah, he made all his money off the, the timeshare industry and, uh, uh, and, and thus the, the resorts themselves, I mean, it is a, a mid-tier system. So, I mean, you're, you're not, not a dump, but I mean, certainly not on par with, with the Marriott's and such like that. Uh, obviously if you stayed in a, a recently renovated room, it would, it would be just fine. Uh, yeah. you know, I personally have no problem staying in Westgate resorts. I would never buy a Westgate resort, uh, nor suggest one do that, but not so much for the, the the regular mentions of the poor customer service, but uh, again, the, the penalties that they put on the resale buyer, uh, the fact that you know you're you're paying twenty thousand dollars for something that is is worth nothing, worth less than nothing uh, on the resale market, uh, you know, and and there are just other systems that don't have those downsides, uh, mm-hmm. and thus it just does not make Westgate uh, an appealing buy. They're they're right up there with Diamond. Uh, sure. Neither of those. That said, Diamond was just bought by Hilton, so maybe things will change on the Diamond front. Uh, it's funny that the the, the timeshare industry in the past year has, has gone through some major metamorphosis. Uh, you know, uh, Marriott bought bought Vistana, which is Starwood and Weston and and, and Sheraton. Uh, Hilton bought Diamond. Uh, Hyatt bought Welk. Uh, and so you have hey. this. They're they're all kind of like they made it seem like they were going to merge, and then it's just going to be like all oh, the Hilton owners can now stay in Diamond Resorts and vice versa. And but that wasn't going to work because they were just the tiers were so different and. So an example for the Hilton is, is they Hilton Grand Vacation Club is yeah. the Hilton brand resort. And they're very nice and fantastic. Well, when they bought Diamond, instead of keeping it Diamond or naming it something completely different, they called it Hilton Vacation Club. They just dropped the grant. Gotcha. They're two totally separate systems. They're not. And they, and they created a whole new system called Max, which allows the Hilton owners to kind of use Diamond Resorts and doesn't allow the Diamond owners to use Hilton. It's convoluted <laughs> for the fact that they chose the naming systems of Hilton Grand Vacations. And instead of using something different for Diamond, they called it Hilton Vacations Club. And nice. unfortunately, the sales people who at these Diamond Resorts that are now being rebranded as Hilton Vacation Club are using that naming similarity to make it seem like they're selling Hilton. Uh, and so, hey, you have access to all these beautiful Hilton Resorts, and but you're really buying a Diamond ownership, which is garbage, uh, for lack of a better term, compared to Hilton anyway. If you want to buy Hilton, go at a Hilton Grand Resort and buy there, buy in the resale market. But we're hearing so many reports of, of these diamond resorts using that. You know, most people just don't notice. You see Hilton Grand Vacations or Hilton Vacations, and it's the same font and the same text and the same yep. format. It's just missing the word grand. Uh, and it does not have the appearance of being two completely different systems, and it's being exploited, for, for lack of a better term. Uh, not so much the case with the Marriott side, but uh, it's just another example of, of how the sales in this industry manipulates the owners into spending as is much money they, as possible. Is it because they needed more rooms to sell more points? I don't think so because the point systems are not related at all. Diamond points, totally different than Hilton points. They're not converted. They're not, you know, modified. There's no, you know, one-to-one. There's not even a one-to-twenty. There's no way to to convert this and that and the other. And the, the HGV Max program was supposed to be the, the nebulous connection between the two that allowed Hilton owners to, to say a diamond and diamond owners to stay in Hilton. But you can't do that when you have such a disparity of 
of value and the resorts. I mean, there are nice resorts in the, in the diamond system, but by and large, the Hilton's are, are much, much nicer. Uh, but you couldn't get someone who paid $40,000, $50,000 for their Hilton ownership to, to now have the same rights as someone who, you know, who's a diamond owner, you know, there are the, the tiers are so different and you can't tell all the diamond owners that, well, yeah, your points are worth half of what the Hilton owners <laughs> are. Yeah, and, and, and so, so there was, again, someone smarter than me, I'm sure is, is probably figuring out how to make that work, but there's no good answer. You know, you're going to yeah. piss off 50% of the, no matter what decision you make, you're going to make someone unhappy. Uh, but the fact that it's still sold is, oh, well, you know, we've merged and now there's just so much more availability and it's super easy to do. And it's just, it's just nonsense. Uh, so it's just why it's so important to, to do the research and just something that simple, you would just, the average owner would have no idea. You know, they go on, they take a tour at, you know, a, a beautiful diamond resort, now branded Hilton Vacation Club somewhere and think they're buying into the Hilton Grand Vacations program, thinking they're buying Hilton points when not, they're buying, you know, rebranded diamond points which so are that's what they're, uh, they're they're showing you a hilton grand vacation no, no, no. And they're actually you... saying this is hilton vacation club but the, yeah. the logo if you go look uh, yeah but are, are, are they showing section. you a hilton grand no 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 no, no. Selling... Adding, okay you are but but you don't know that meaning you don't don't know the difference even you got know the average person doesn't know the difference between hilton grand vacation club and hilton vacation club sure meaning even if i showed you those side by side you wouldn't tell. Yeah. You, you, okay. Well, I see the grand difference, but the logo is the same. The circle is the same. Yeah. But more importantly, if I'm just, if I drive up to a hotel that says Hilton Vacation Club, Sedona Springs, I think that's yep. a Hilton resort. And it technically is because it's now owned by Hilton. But last month, that was a diamond resort, Sedona Springs. <laughs> <laughs> sure. And they just put new signage on the wall. And when they go to sell that, they're not selling you hilton grand vacation club points they're selling you hilton vacation club points which are essentially last month were diamond points uh and so it's a totally different system uh but again it's, it's something that's exploited by members or excuse me by salespeople because uh again you know they're not outright saying that they're selling hilton grand vacation club but you have all the appearance of i'm staying at a hilton vacation club resort i'm buying a hilton vacation club program why can't i access all these hilton resorts why do i only have limited to these these Hilton, the, these this, this subset of resorts over here, and and again, I'm I'm sure the presentations are, are are categorized where they show you all of the resorts under the Hilton umbrella that you can technically have access to. Just like when you're sold a timeshare, well, you have access to everything in the RCI exchange category. You can trade for anything in the world. Uh, and the reality is that, yeah, that's technically true. It never happened. You know, there's absolutely no way that you're going to get. You're going to trade your junk Orlando week for a penthouse in Hawaii in Christmas. It just, that doesn't, that trade doesn't happen. Could it? Sure. I mean, in, in, in you know, <laughs> infinite permutations and yeah, I'm sure, but yeah. it's just not a, a reality that anyone lives in. Uh, but despite that, that's how it is sold. You know, that is how the product is sold is you have in theory, you can do all of this. They just don't mention the theory part. Yeah, you can do yeah. this. I, I can't prove that you can't. Uh, and, and, <laughs> but it, but it never happened show me someone who's ever made that trade and they're yeah. like uh you know and so uh it's just a very very clever ways to manipulate owners into spending more money than uh you know they should five minutes on on the tug website would dispel any of those myths uh, uh but we see those reports from those sales presentations it's one of the most fascinating things that uh we see on a day-to-day -day basis on the forums is someone will come back and and regurgitate what they were told in the sales presentation and yeah. the owners will just pick it apart. Uh, lie, 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 mm -hmm. misleading lie, you know, and so on and so forth. And it's just, you know, it's the same pattern over and over, you know, it's it, it, how they're repeating it to you is not likely what the salesperson said verbatim, but yeah. it was formulated in a way that that's what that person heard. 
Yeah, that's so, what it implied. So, and then so uh, uh, when you find out that, well, hey, that's exactly what the salesman told me. He may not have used those words, but that was how he explained it. And then you're like, well, is that in writing? Where's that in the contract? You know, show me yeah. that. Have him have him write that in the sales contract before you sign it. And you, then things situate. That's, that's one of my favorite things to do is say, oh, I can do that. That's, show me, show me in this thirty, show me in this contract where it says I can do that, where I get a free golf cart. You know, he, yep. he could have told you that you get a free golf cart, and if it's not in the sales contract. Yep. You know, you show up next year and you're like, well, John told me I got a free golf cart. And then you're like, John hasn't worked here in six months. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, they, I, th- those are two things I want to make a point of one. Uh, so the last one we went to, um, you know, the the golf cart, same, same one. Well, he, he's like, what do you do for a living? And I was like, nothing. And I was like, <laughs> you know, and he's like, well, what do you mean? Nothing. And I was like, look, I, I own a bunch of real estate. Oh, and then that hit the fucking Airbnb thing. And he's like, you can make all this money. And I was like, put it in the contract that you're guaranteeing me. I'm making $380 a night and you're going to guarantee it. Right. I was like, I will gladly buy your $20,000. If you're promising me for the rest of my life, I make $380 per night that I own. And he's like, well, no, I'm just, I'm look, look here. I own, I'm an owner. They make all of us be owners. And I was like, fine, go get everybody's cell phone and show me that all of you guys are owners. And he's like, well, I'm not going to do that. And I was like, okay, then this conversation's over. Like I'm a landlord. This is what I do. Like, don't tell me how to run my business. I don't tell you how to run your business. Mm-hmm. So this conversation's over. Um, the other thing um, that I was going to make a point of was um, now. So you 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 said you've gone to like one presentation or so. I've gone. Um, to, I get. I do. I I try to get out of them. Meaning that yeah. I, and I make a point to be upfront. That look, I, this is what I do. This is what I. You know, I, I, a lot of times it's, it's I, frustrating. Like I try and get out of it. Just look like I scream at kids in the car. I don't want to, I'll schedule yeah. this later. Just let me, let me go to my room type thing. But I, yes, I've, I've attended multiple sales presentations. My wife and I, so like we do it one for the cheap stuff. Mm-hmm. Like now it's become a game to me. Right? <laughs> like for me personally, my wife tries to always buy into these, which is great. Cause I'm like, Hey, when we go in, you're not, you're not buying anything, but it's how much shit can I get for how cheap can I get it? Right. Mm-hmm. Like what, to me, it's what can you give me? Because I'm going to waste. When we were in Mexico, we went to uh, Vedante. Um, I'm Dante, not sure if you've yes. heard. And um, they're probably some of the worst in terms of. Uh, holy shit balls. Yeah. I'm not lying to you. So this guy. So we get to the airport and we had pre-booked a cab. And so I was young and dumb. He's like, yeah, yeah. I'm the one taking you. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Well come to find out he wasn't supposed to be the guy taking us yep but he's like hey all you do is do this and so i was like oh shit like so and he's like look you have to be out here which is outside the gate at this time blah blah blah. and i was like all right and he goes and i was like that's kind of fishy right like that's not the 20 dollars that i prepaid which (laughs) had i known what i know now like it should only cost me like six bucks like american money to get there but i was like all right cool so then we go to Vidanta or whatever it is. And um, our presentation started really early. And he's like, hey, you're going to get an all-inclusive pass to our resort. Come take a look. They feed us breakfast. They feed us lunch. We didn't get our all-inclusive pass until like three something. Mm-hmm. And we had to be out of the resort by five. Now, mind you, the only mistake they made is they fucked with me who can drink more than most people possibly can in a very, very short period of time. But like, so we, what we should have had for a full day of a pass, we only got like two hours and it was a beautiful, beautiful resort, everything like honestly. 
and and I love their business idea. Like everything's paid in cash. They're they're. I was because of who I am as a person. I'm like, man, I love like I want to be an investor. Like, nope, you have to be Mexican heritage. You have to do this. Like, you you can't. I was can't like, own. Yep, that's correct. I was like, that's awesome. Like, I love your business, right? Like, I really do. I'm not gonna ever buy in, but um, yeah, they only gave us like two hours, and it's top tier alcohol, like stuff like that. And so, I mean, here I am, just every 22 seconds polishing. I was like, nope. Mm-mm. I was supposed to have nine hours and now I'm playing catch up. Right. <laughs> like, so, and then we go back to our pool and I ended up doing a belly flop contest. Like, yeah, so much tequila, but that was, you know, like I, we didn't get much out of that, which pissed me off because I should have gotten so much out of it. Um, we might've actually gotten rhythms and night from that one. Uh, I think we did actually. Yeah. So tickets to a really awesome event, but um yeah, now it's like, hey, how much can I get? How much? And so we go to Chicago, and now I've learned that if I don't even want to go to the thing, they'll give you free tickets to the Ferris wheel, and then they'll give you so much more when you go, but at least you get the free tickets. You don't even have to go. You just mm-hmm. be like, yeah, I'll go, and then they'll call you. Yeah, sign up. And a lot of people will just disconnect the, the phone in their room so that you can't. They'll come knock on your door, but you just turn. Like one of the biggest tactics that they say is just unplug the phones. I mean, who, who uses, what's the last time you used a phone in your, in your hotel or timeshare? Yeah. And then they'll just try and call in. It just goes to voicemail. You never notice it. So then you, but the, I mean, they'll eventually come knock on your door, but it's a great strategy to uh, avoid the sales presentation. Now the downside is, is if you don't go to the sales presentation, you're on a promo tour, they'll actually charge you the rack rate at the end of the stay because the, the promo tour is, is tied to, uh, to sitting through the sales presentation, whether you buy or not, it's not. But if you refuse to go and you're on yeah. a promotional tour, uh, they can charge you the full nightly rack rate, which is usually something ridiculous on the back of the door is like 400 bucks a night or something stupid. Yeah. No, this uh, was, this was just, it happened like in Mexico, it was a random, we accidentally got with the wrong people. And that was completely my fault. And I told my wife, <laughs> I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, cause again, I prepaid for the taxi. Mm. Um, and the guy's like, yeah, that's me. Like, I got you. And oh, then dude. he's like, Hey, you have to meet me in the morning. And I was like, no, like my taxes. Sharks, should... sharks at the airport are insane. The, they get paid to to deliver people to to the sales brand. I mean, that's yeah. That whole, I mean, you're walking a gauntlet coming out yeah. of them. Their biggest warnings, they say, it should have been. I should have mentioned that on usually the, the sales, like your your welcome thing. Hey, don't you know? Be wary of the walking through the airport. Be wary of people coming up to you and this and that and the other. Here's what yeah. you should do to get your. I mean, it's 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 very very common. They'll drop you off at a different resort, or they'll drop well, you off. It, it, well, he, he dropped me off at the right resort. Like, but like. And here, America, right? We expect people to hold up a sign or something. Mm-hmm. Like I was night first time in Mexico. I'm like, he's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, you guys, you guys prepay, and they know it. They know that people prepay for their their taxi. He's like, you mm-hmm. guys prepay? Yeah, yeah. Cool, you're with me. All right, man. Cool, like awesome. And he's like, oh, name again. And I was like, you should know that. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I was like Watkins. He's like, yep, yep, yep. Cool. All right, guys. Hey, I'm gonna pick you back up at like nine thirty and. I was like, and like, then we knew we were screwed, but like, then he was like, Hey, these are my offers and we'll feed you breakfast and lunch. And I was like, yeah, I'll take free fucking food. Like, and then he's like, you guys rhythms of the night you heard. It. And so like, he sold us on this thing promises. And I was like, we'll do this. But we thought in Mexico, so in America, I don't know what the numbers are. Your wife would know. It's like what an hour and 15 minute presentation or 90 minutes, per- usually. almost 90 minutes, 90 minutes. Yep. So you have to guarantee them that. Like in Mexico, there's no time limit. Yeah. So you can't just get up and walk out. 
right? But you can. I mean, you don't. Know, it wasn't. I mean, there's. There, that's one big misnomer is that you're you not. You can. Yeah. But I'm in a different country. Yeah. That, people that's who, yes. Yes. My, also, this is my wife who we were walking down the Malecon, and a guy took a machete and started chasing another guy. And my wife's like, "Oh, I want to go watch." And I was like, "Yeah, no, we're in fucking Mexico. That will not end well. We're going this way." <laughs> And like these people don't know the reason of stop, right? <laughs> so, but yeah, I was like, same as Dominican, right? When I'm getting a cigar, you name the price of this cigar. Right. I, yeah. There's zero prices my wife is, my, my life is worth at this moment. You could tell me it's the most hand rolled, best, beautiful cigar that's ever come. And it was a hundred bucks. I would have whipped that cash out on the counter right then and there and said, yes, this is, this is the best cigar I'm ever going to smoke in my life. Right. Like, I don't care about, like, I care about my life way more than I care about <laughs> two bucks. <laughs> so. one, of the fun, one of the fun tips I've heard, I've, I've not personally, I don't have the balls to do it, but some people will say they will walk in and immediately sign the contract for the most expensive thing they can do right off the bat. Just give me the contract. I'm signing it right now. Just to end the sales presentation, then they'll just come back and cancel the next day. Oh, really? And they're just, give me the contract. I'm signing. I want to buy. I want to buy whatever you want. So put it, whatever you put in front of me, I'm signing and we'll get out of there and they're, do all the fanfare and fun. Here's your free gift or whatever. And then, you know, you go through and cancel the next day or, you know, whatever. Yep. Now, obviously you have to, to, to go through the process of canceling and sometimes it requires, you know, maybe you go to the sales office or whatever, but end your presentation instantly, yep. you don't have to sit there. You get all the free gifts, you get everything. And uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, you're, again, it's one of those things where in Mexico, that might not be the best idea, uh, no. <laughs> so, but, no. but I've heard people that do it in the, United. I mean, especially when you can just, you know, said you can legally rescind in the united states via whatever method you want to and you know it completely ends your obligation to sit through the rest of the sales presentation they'll give you your gift they'll give you all the stuff and uh ends, ends your presentation immediately uh without having to to sit through the sales pitch you know I, again i try and be upfront with people and, and honest when go through that and if, if they still want to move forward with their thing after i've told you and you think it's a challenge well you know that's on you uh yeah. you know, I, his, his wife goes in literally starts the clock yeah, yeah. Put a, like put she, a phone she, on your desk. Yep, she puts a phone out and says, "Nope, ninety minutes." Beep, 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 beep. Mm. And then they're like, "What?" And nope, I want my, I want my thing. And then, like, of course, they still make you wait thirty minutes to. Well, no, yep. we're we're bringing you your passes. We're bringing you to the pass. Now you have to wait in this line to get your passes and stuff yeah, like that. Yep, yep. And the uh, uh, another people they'll ask you, you can say, "I want to record it." Uh, that's something they'll claim that oh, we don't allow that. Well, so. Uh, those are another ways to uh, eliminate the, you, you'll find that if there is some sort of recording document with a video or audio or whatever, the sales presentation is way different uh, yeah. than what it would be is, you know, they'll usually come up with some, Hey, we don't allow recording in here. I was like, Oh, well, you know, technically, uh, you know, I just, I require this. It's what my lawyer, you know, whatever you want to say to, yeah. to do that. I just want a, a record of the presentation. You're asking me to sign this. Are you, are you, you know, why would you have a problem being recorded? You know, I'm going to show this to all my friends. If you can sell me, I, I would like to sell to all them. You know? <laughs> right. like and so, uh, you know, there are a variety of different tactics people have used to, to shorten their timeshare. We sell t-shirts for, for tug stuff that, you know, talked about resale or, you know, I, one of them says I paid more for this t-shirt than I did for my timeshare that I bought here type thing. And yes. so I'll give them, I'll give them free memberships. If they get picked, there's one guy I got a picture with a salesperson wearing it and, I say if they buy it and go to the resort wearing that shirt, I'll I'll give them free memberships to the shirts essentially free just for them to go out there. <laughs> I call it I call it the official sales presentation uniform. Uh, you know, love people it. wear it and salesmen sometimes get a kick out of it. Sometimes they don't. You know, it. Uh, I love it. Uh, it it's uh, uh, you know, again, I don't like messing with people's livelihoods, but you know, that, that said, you know, you're you're 
you are intentionally misleading people in most cases. And, um, <laughs> you know, there, there should be no pushback to someone, to a knowledgeable consumer. Meaning if someone has done the research and knows what they're talking about, uh, you should, if you can't sell your product to a knowledgeable consumer, then, you know, that's, that's a problem with you and your product. That's not a problem with the consumer. So uh, if, you have, if you have to rely on someone not knowing that you're misleading them, yeah, I, I got no sympathy for you at that point. So, uh, but yeah, it's way worse in Mexico. They'll just, you know, flat out, they'll say anything. It doesn't, doesn't matter. Uh, and, uh, you know, you can't own in Mexico. So there's really, uh, you know, there's no deed involved. There's no foreclosure. So you're essentially just buying a membership to, to that stuff. And uh, it's just so much easier to rent, uh, especially since there's the Mexican rentals at, at resorts. Are, they've been the most popular, most successful rentals. Royal Sands uh, has been the top rental on Tug for years now. Uh, so you can, and as he mentioned, those resorts are all absolutely world-class, 10 out of 10, five-star, no complaint whatsoever, all-inclusive, uh, right on the beach. Just, again, if you stay in the confines of the resort uh, type thing, yeah. uh, it is, you just can't, they can't be beat. You know, even, even the top-notch stuff here can't touch some of the Mexican resorts. But, uh, you know, I, I would never suggest buying in Mexico because not only is it uh, your, your answer to, to get out in a Mexican resort is really default there. There's, there's just no other option. Uh, you know, you call them up and, Hey, I want to cancel my membership or I don't want to own anymore. Uh, they'll be like, yeah, it's seven times. I think Vedanta charges seven times your annual maintenance fees to either exit or to transfer your ownership to another party, which, you know, seven times, what, $1,800 a year maintenance fees. No one's going to pay 14 grand to transfer an ownership. Uh, so it essentially makes those unsellable and untransferable. And uh, so, you know, there's, there's no, a Mexican company isn't going to can't report you to the U.S. Credit Bureau because the U.S. Credit Bureau won't take something like that and right. come after you. I'm going to sue you in U.S. court for defaulting on a Mexican timeshare. Uh, so unfortunately, the the solution to exit if they're not willing to just let you in uh, because there's just no foreclosure. There's no foreclosure process for that. There's no deed. Uh, it's not real estate. Uh, and so, you know, simply just not paying next year results in you no longer owning uh, or having access to, to that resort. But uh, no, you can rent the stuff at those Mexican timeshares for, for far less than, than you would ever pay uh, in, in yeah. trying to own there. And, uh, you know, they're, they're absolutely, uh, absolutely, as you mentioned, they're world-class resorts uh, that uh, hard to be disappointed saying it at one of those. Yeah. My, my buddy, we were just talking the other day and they're going to Mexico soon. And he goes, Oh, we're staying at Vedanta. And I was like, Oh, Nuevo Vallarta. And he's like, no, actually it's over in, the other one or whatever and i was like cool like he acted like i didn't know and i was like trust me everybody knows about this place <laughs> all right like this is <clears throat> world class like yep when we talk like you know i mean i i've never i guess i've never really been to the ones you're talking about like four thousand, and maybe it is just four thousand, like quickly but like vedanta mm -hmm. is i mean land mm -hmm. acres Yep, beautiful green. I mean, they have golf courses on their thing. They are, when I talk about five star, mm -hmm. well, I'd say four. Like, they might have a restaurant where the chef actually, or where the people come put your plate down. I mean, these are pristine. Like, these are, if you're interested, like, it is one you should do in that sense of things, but like the price is just astronomical oh yeah like um those resorts they're, they're just not comparable there's no resort i mean there might be a couple uh in, in hawaii right. and such the, the resorts in the united states just don't compare to to the resorts it's just they're just on a whole nother level even the yeah. Disney stuff just doesn't compare yep. uh you know whether the all-inclusive stuff is usually where that it really hits you in the, in the pocketbook to, to have to play the, the ai fees to, to stay there but no uh you know as i mentioned him royal sands 
Uh, Royal Haciendas have been two world, two resort, two of the most popular rented resorts on Doug for the past five, six, seven, eight years running. You know, we release a uh, once? Shark, sure. Royal Sands and Royal Haciendas. The Royal Resorts are right up there with Vedanta in terms of, really? of quality. Oh, yeah. There it's, uh, okay. Now there's different. There's Royal Holiday, which is a separate system and is not. But the Royal Resorts in Mexico are, are absolutely phenomenal. They're, so the rentals are available all over the place. Uh, even yeah. Vedanta. You can rent at Vedanta Resorts. And sometimes yeah. the AIF is optional if you don't want to be stuck into paying that. And, you, and that, that was the thing because I asked him. I was like, hey, every time I come here, do I get all inclusive? And they're like, nope. You have to pay extra for yep. that. And I was like, figure out how to put it in my contract. Because, <laughs> I mean, dude, it, like when I talk about a land of beauty, mm-hmm. I really think that is it. Like it is your, your brain can't imagine like the it's where I would send. If you asked me where to go, I would send you there because you just your breath is taken away by how beautiful. I mean it's kentucky bluegrass that's all over this land i mean it is it is nothing like what mexico is it's it, yeah it's a whole nother world as long as you stay in the resort in, right in that area <laughs> yeah. and, and it's just i mean it really is like and, and the 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 palm trees are just you know when you when you look at a palm tree on the street in mexico you're like man, that's gray and whatever. You look mm-hmm. at this palm tree here and it's almost like they paint the fucking thing yep. every day, right? Like these are power wash. These are clean. The And you're just like, wow, I can't believe it, right? Like, yeah, I mean, those are is, some absolutely mind-blowing resorts. Uh, and they, you know, nothing, there's nothing that I can think of that compares in the United States to that, but you know, it has to be that way to get people to go to Mexico. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and, and so you're, you're looking and to not leave the resort meaning you you can't can't there's not like a disney in mexico you're not really you know, traveling around town to, to hang out and that's you know where all the, the problems begin and uh you know the the resorts there's so much money involved that it usually keeps most of the violence you know out although there have been oh gosh yes. incidents and stuff like that or at, at you know obviously it's a uh you know a, a wink wink nudge nudge relationship with the tourism industry and you know the, the criminal yep. side whereas you know they and to, to make a happy medium you know we can't you guys would be really mad if all these hotels moved out of here and these resorts moved out of here and, and uh so you know it's it's that is always the, the biggest downside to to renting or owning in mexico is you know especially I, I i personally wouldn't take my family there uh you know if it were just me sure uh you know people go to spring break in cancun all the time uh, but uh, yeah, those resorts are just just above and beyond. But it's a totally different system that's sold there. There's no ownership there. I mean, it's they sell it as ownership, but it's just membership. You know, you don't own anything, and in, in most cases, it's all right to use where it expires in 20 or 50 years or something like that. And uh, you know, and as we mentioned, the exit side of that, and and you can buy that on the resale market, but they put that barrier in place of the exorbitantly high transfer fee that you know most people just don't don't bother with that, you know, and especially when the answer is I just stop paying and thus I no longer go anymore uh, is, is in most cases, as long as you don't own anything on it is the only real solution to, to getting out of your Mexican timeshare. Uh, yeah. And so, you know, I, I would never suggest anyone buy uh, in Mexico, uh, especially the, the enormously higher resale prices, you know, the, the stuff is just available, uh, you know, rentals, especially with all inclusive optional uh, or all and it can, most owners can, put you on the reservation very easy and if you want to pay for the AI, they're fine they'll they'll you know add that to your bill and, and set you up for all inclusive and uh you know you can you can rent there just like any other timeshare in the world uh, and yeah. so if, if that's your bag uh renting a mexican timeshare through doug or, or ebay or anything like that again once you 
you know, establish that rapport or that that's a, a legitimate, there's, there's even companies out there that, uh, you know, will snap up these, these ownerships and rent them out as, as businesses and such. And so, uh, just, just with almost with any timeshare, the Wyndham Disney has similar places where you can rent Disney reservations. There are sites dedicated to it. So the, the just as with the United States timeshares, the, if, if timeshares appeal to you, look to the rental market. And once you've yeah. rented for a while and then you're comfortable with, hey, I really like this. This is something I can, and then you start doing your research and then you can look into buying. Uh, there's just, just no reason for someone to, uh, you know, hey, I'm kind of interested in timeshares. I'm going to send a buy just for shits and giggles. Uh, it's just just always, even at, even at free, that's a poor decision just because you don't know what you're buying. Uh, you don't know what you're buying. Sure, you save paying full retail, but you still now you're obligated to pay 1500 a year for something that you might not be able to use, uh, you yeah. know, or might not be able to use for what you want to take on vacations. Uh, and I, I, that's why you asked earlier, what's the best timeshare? Well, uh, you know, do you have a family? You know, is it just you? Is it, you know, and, and many times the answer is there is no best timeshare for you. You do not fit the timeshare. You should not buy a timeshare. Uh, and just everyone's, everyone's situation is so different, you know, and then where they live and where they want to go. And I've heard people, I only want to go to, to Canada. All right. Well, that limits, that limits you pretty good. There are only a couple of systems that even have timeshares in Canada. Yeah. Uh, you know, I only, you know, I live on the West coast. We want to go to California and Hawaii. Uh, you know, I, I live in Michigan and all, I just want to go to Orlando. Uh, you know, there's just so, if, if, if I've heard it all. Uh, yep. And so to, to, to give someone the answer, we actually have a questionnaire on the site that it's a 10 questions that you can answer that narrows it down to two or three systems that would work for you. Uh, and there's just a couple of questions that uh, uh, I even made a video on it a while back. There's just a couple of questions that immediately they, they don't point out your best, but they eliminate five or six times your systems that just, just deal breakers for you. You know, the, the fact that uh, you need to go here, you need to, to you're locked into a lot of families are locked into the school year. Uh, that's really a, a big thing, meaning I can't take vacations because my wife's a teacher or my kids are in school from, you know, July or June to, to August. That's the only time I can take vacations. Unfortunately, that's also the only time that everyone else can take vacations. So, <laughs> <Yep. laughs> so that is just, just the mad dash to Florida uh, for the summertime. And, and, you know, any other time of the year is it's, it's a wasteland. Uh, you know, you could pretty much uh, write your own ticket, but uh, you know, that spring break, but you know, unfortunately that, that limits a lot of people on, in terms of taking a family vacation. So uh buying in Orlando, as I mentioned, is a terrible idea, but uh, uh, buying somewhere else in a system you don't know what you're buying into and might not get you where you need to go is, is can absolutely be a waste of money, even at a dollar. So, Brian, we have a million more questions. Uh, my question to you is, can we have you back on at some point? Absolutely. No, I, I, I love talking about timeshares. It's, it's fantastic. This was a it's a great episode for me. Um, let's say we, we, always go long but it's like we try to keep them to around yeah, two hours ish <laughs> so 10 15 so yeah just, yeah no do we have we have i have a million more questions because um this is a, it's a fun topic for me um thank you so much for joining us i want to give you a couple seconds to plug yep. your plug yourself okay where people can find you plug your website all of it yeah uh you can always find uh tug at tug2.net uh it's the the Again, very first website on the internet uh, for, for timeshare owners, uh, established in 1993, and the vast majority of the site is free and open to the public. Uh, the goal of the website is to help timeshare owners give them the information that they need about buying a timeshare or using a timeshare. Uh, it's, it's literally what we do day in and day out. Uh, membership is not required to have anything on the site. Uh, many people choose to support it with a $15 membership fee. 
but we'll help you regardless. Uh, and so uh, the, the whole premise of the site was providing the truth about timeshares and owners, helping owners. Uh, and I'm happy to continue that, that my father started uh, back in the early 1990s and will continue to do so for, for as long as I'm around. Awesome, man. Um, again, thank you so much for being on. I, I look forward to the next episode. Really love this episode, um, Brian. Yeah, no, I, I, I absolutely enjoy talking about timeshares. I said, uh, I know you've probably been asked the same questions, but we, we will, uh, we'll ask a million more. Trust me. I, my brain's already just, I'm, I'm going to go home and just look up your website. Cause I loved it. Um, stick with us for a couple seconds. Um, sure. as always, everybody, thank you so much for listening. I hope you got a bunch of knowledge out of this. If you have questions that you want us to ask on the next episode with Brian, let us know so we can ask specific things for you. Um, you found his stuff on where you can find him information. If you liked it, like subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your family. We appreciate your support. Yeah. And we will join you guys next week. You've dialed in to Box and Brews. You might hear something you can use. Like tips on your cash or tips on the suds. You're going to want to use the smarts of these studs. Because they know the brews. And they know the box. And they know they can't help the stubborn fucks. So listen up, because shit's not funny. And save yourself some beer money. Bucks. And, and brews. Bucks and brews. Bucks. And, and brews. Bucks and brews. <laughs>